You're listening to the Defro Airsoft Podcast. Hosted by Stuart Rowe. Meet the legend. Meet the legend. Get to know a local Airsoft legend as we take a deep dive and find out all about their call sign, equipment, local airsoft scene, play style, dreams, and the story behind their best Instagram photos. Now, let's meet today's legend. Hey everyone, I'm Stuart Rowe. Welcome to the Death Row Podcast. Today, we're sitting down with a local legend, who really likes red model airsofter captain of the hollywood hit squad award-winning filmmaker counter espionage specialist jay kent aka the red menace how you doing man i'm doing great thanks for having me i'm really happy i got that intro on the first time <laughs> me too man it was it was a tongue twister no we didn't want to be here all day with that uh so uh before we start just a quick shout out to merch we've got the new defro hats in store We've got the uh, Defro badges. Grab everything from the online store, defroesoft.com. There'll be links below. All right, uh, let's jump in. So first, we have uh, round one behind the call sign. So, Jay, tell me uh, all about the Red Menace. Well, before and during my ten- uh, tenure as an airsofter, I was an I am an art model, and I've sat for thousands of paintings and drawings and sculptures and photos and what made me stand out the most was I made a lot of my own clothes. I sew, and I just finally admitted I love the color red. I buy everything in red. I show up in red. I have red everything. And, you know, when I hit the airsoft field, I said, so I bought the goggles and the face mask. I could just wear whatever I want. Yeah. And so I showed up in a tuxedo. And really, though, the, the secret is... Big Ben is the name of the bell, not the tower. And at first, the Red Menace was the name of the red rifle I bought. But then it became, oh, God, it's the Red Menace. Here he comes, and you can't miss me on the field. My my silhouette is unique, and I'm the only one out there crazy enough to wear bright red. And so it became just, there he is. There's the Red Menace. Well, you're red and a menace. So, you know, I can see how that works. Why well, I went for the opposite of camouflage. I go into but people are like oh that's not good camouflage i'm like you hide i'll terrorize and you get addicted to it the first time you pop around a corner and see them break and run it's i'll never i'll never go to camouflage also like you said you mainly play indoors right oh the the place i went several times a week i've done outdoors but my favorite was the indoor arenas and really you can't wear camouflage there anyway so there's no camo indoors like i've i've been doing this for 20 years and the only camo you can wear indoors is black if you're in a black arena we have one black arena in japan and all the walls (laughs) are black everything is black and if you were all black in that you disappear but most indoor arenas are kill houses just made out of like wood and stuff it doesn't matter what color you are. If it's black or multicam, you're still very visible. There's no wood camouflage. Well, one secret of the color red is that it's photographically actually very close to black. And when the lights go out, red disappears, which is why theater seats are all red. So when the lights go down, they disappear. Oh, that's good. I didn't know that. So that's part of it because like people aren't expecting like when the lights go out, I'm a shadow. I'm gone. 
Oh yeah, it's um they had the same thing with ninja in Japan. So um people always thought that ninjas wear black, but there was actually really no standard ninja outfit. And the ninja outfit that we see that's black is really just the representation of ninjas uh in stage plays. Uh but um the ninjas that you know did exist would wear a color closer to brown because when you wear brown apparently it doesn't like reflect any light or anything like that so if you are running around for nighttime and you're wearing black you're actually kind of visible because yeah you're kind of a black cutout against yeah the night when when you're brown you're just completely invisible of a nighttime so it seems to be like a similar logic but you'll never get me to wear brown (laughs) Now, the brown menace sounds, it could be like <laughs> poop-related. <laughs> That's all. You you get a poop-related nickname, you're never going to lose it. Yeah, you you really don't want that. No. All right. So people get into Airsoft for a variety of reasons. How did you get started? Well, um, <clears throat> while I was a model, I got together with, or miraculously back together with, um, the woman I'm with. And she has three kids and her ex is ex Navy. And he believes that if he eats enough tarot cards, his rainbow soul will live forever. And I wish I was making that up. He's I don't know insane. what those words mean. He believes that if he eats enough fortune telling cards, that he will become immortal. Like that's how insane this person is. Like and I was thinking eating the, the paper, like tarot, physically cards? eating the fucking cards. I wish I was making this up, dude. I swear he is that batshit. And um, I don't know how much to believe about what he says about his career, but what he told, what he was, what he said was that he was a medical interrogator that killed six people by accident in the course of his duty. And sounds a bit made up, but I'm looking at myself going, okay. I don't know. So, that kind of, you know, sounds like American healthcare. So, you know, basically, but I'm it's looking at myself, well, you're, the kids are scared of him. How are you going to, protect them what are you gonna how you're a quivering flower you got you got to figure yourself out and so i took one course in becoming a security guard and it was so cool and i blew the doors off my test and i got my armed security license and so i started they, they, and i said what what if i really like this what what's the next step like well you you join a company that'll put you on the range So I went to the range and I started shooting paper targets and that was a lot of fun. And I got, finally got my own gun, which is an interesting process in New Jersey. Um, Apparently it's insanely hard to get a pistol, but piss easy to get a rifle. Um, That sounds like Jersey. You just get on the back of some guy's van, right? Next to the gun gun shop. Okay. So here's really quick. Here's my impression of New Jersey gun laws. Okay. I want a handgun. What? Why? Sign. Pay. Submit to this test. Submit to that test. Give us your fingerprints. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Fine. Here, you can have your, your handgun. Well, now I'd like a rifle. What? I, I'd like a rifle. <laughs> so? Like, who get... Have your, have your rifle. You, you don't care if I get a rifle? No. What if I want 25 rifles? You like this guy with his rifles? Will you get out of here? I'm trying to eat my lunch. Uh... Can I have another handgun? What? Why? It's, uh, and so like rifles are completely unregulated. You can have as many as you like. To get my revolver, I had to go through, I had to pay like over $150 just in like, I had to get fingerprinted twice. It was that weird. So I get this beautiful 
357. And I made the mistake of asking my gun nut friends, what gun should I get? And gun nuts are a bad social group. They immediately disagree with each other. They all think they're right. So I decided I'm going to get a pretty gun. And I got a seven shot 357. I call her lucky. And then I found out that 357 bullets are 90 US dollars for a box of 50. They so, are expensive. Insanely expensive. And rifle bullets, I'll never get any ammo for my rifle. It's <laughs> it's a beautiful 280 Remington uh, rifle with a sporting stock, but you'll never find like there's a backlog on the bullets. You never get them. And I'll never remember where I heard it or from who, but someone said, ah, people are saving money to, to, to save money. People are turning to airsoft. Okay. So I went to, uh, I found a store and I found out later that they massively overcharge you, but I got the mask. I got the face and I got, I said, I'm not going to go too down the rabbit hole on this. I know people spend a ton of money on it. I said, give me the meanest giving the meanest revolver that's close to what I have that you can use indoors. And I got myself this, um, if you have video, you can see this is my, this is my eight gun. It's an MP nine CO two. Uh, and I went to the arena with that. And I also got, I was like, ah, uh, why is that laser sight on sale? Well, it's discontinued. And it was a bull dot laser sight, which is, it projects a dot about the size of a grapefruit. And I put on some, it's for less accurate guns like shotguns. And, but what was I've cool about it that. was, that's, that's interesting. What was really interesting is everyone knew when I went to the arena and I just showed up and I, and I dressed to the nines, I wore heel boots, half chaps, cowboy hat, motorcycle armor. And I had this, this eight gun and a laser sight. And uh, it was not only was it immediately awesome, but like you get instant respect for walking in there with an eight gun against these people with polar stars. And I had people telling me that they always knew it was me because of this grapefruit sized laser dot. And some people were telling me on my first day, no less, Hey, when we see your laser sight, we run away. We nope out. And you know, Are after you that eight millimeter babies or just six millimeter you can use anything in this, but um, I Wait, tend to really? use... really? It can take yeah. both cartridges? Yeah, this is... Uh, How is that possible? Well, they all fit in this. Each bullet is... The, the disadvantage to a revolver like this, I mean, yeah, it's realistic, but you can't just throw these away. It's like $16 for a pack of six. So which it means you're wrangling eight magazines mm. that you can't lose. But yeah, either size fits in this. In fact, I... Wait, now I have hmm? that doesn't seem possible because you know we, we have the, the same stuff in Japan. Like, do you have two size carts, like a six mil cart and an eight mil cart? The front of this is plastic and this kind of has some give on it. But our like I our revolver bullets are pretty much, I'm sure, the same as yours. Grab it and see. But uh, I have six revolvers now, and one of them was a nice all-metal one that I use in my left hand. Hmm. And it shot a little hard and they're like, ah, just use eight millimeter. And, and I do, and either one fits in it. Um, but I still have to, I still actually have to reload my, my rounds one at a time. And. Oh yeah. That's, that's how you, you do the revolves unless you've got like the Tokyo Marui ones, because they take like 24 right. or something like that. But yeah, you are allowed to, you are able to 3d print these bullets that can load more shots in it. Hmm. I kind of, but I went in there with a gun that I would actually use in real life to to actually learn to fight. And I haven't been back to the to the shooting range because a paper target. Bruce Lee famously said, "Boards don't hit back." 
to which I say they don't let me break people. But the problem with paper targets is they don't plot against you. They don't shoot back. They don't hide when you point. They're not, they're not, they're not trying to outthink you. They don't have and grenades. It's also, they don't have grenades. And out there in the airsoft field, I really, really, really do have to fight. And I have to fight harder than anyone because after those eight bullets, that's it. I can't pre-fire. I can't suppress. I I have to pop out, shoot, and disappear. And uh, I love that because I now I'm not just I I do now. They I went back to that store and they had this beautiful, beautiful M4 that was black and red, and they called it the Blood Diamond Mark Ten, and they took me for every dollar I had. And that became the Red Menace. And I do use it. It has a red dot sight. It shoots perfectly accurately. And it's very point and click. Have and you seen the, the Red Dragon from APS? No. Well, I don't think so. That's really popular in Japan at the moment. It's this skeletonized uh, M4 in black and red. And yeah, it's like six, $700. I'm seeing a lot, a lot of players using that. It looks beautiful. That might be your next purchase. That it might be, but um, the the point is, I do have a point and click, full fledged AR, and I still go in only one on the first round with it. <laughs> oh no, I have I have two now. I have two assault rifles: the Red Menace and the Red Death. I have an AA twelve called the Everyone Blaster. I have six right. revolvers and a high kappa. Yeah. They got me. They took me. Like I thought, I was never going to get really committed. Oh no! They, no it's, they, it's a good starting pack. Like you've got a good beginners pack right. there. That's right. Like do and this for twenty like, years, and uh, yeah. you'll be surprised how much your collection grows. <laughs> uh, they, I, I thought I was going to get away with just this thing, but then it's not true at all. I, they, I have. I have as I have seven handguns and three rifles. It's a total totally, but I still, even today, a lot of times I go just to test the waters. I go in with the eight gun first, and they shot out that laser sight. So now I go in with nothing. I, I a lot of the time I go in no lights, no sights. You're lucky. We're not allowed to use lasers in Japan. They were banned recently. There's really? no external lasers. We can use reflex light sights, but. Yeah, no external uh, projecting um, lasers. They're banned like every field. Green I don't know the cause. Are, green lasers are outlawed at most places because you can blind somebody with them. But I only use red, of course. But I'm quite surprised to hear you can't use laser sights. But that's great because I don't basically don't use the. I, I have them. I like to go in without anything and just rely on my reflexes and go go hard, go right up against them. And I tell people, I look cute. But if you want to kick me off my patch of land, I don't run. You're going to have to fight me. There was an incident. There, there was a time to sum it up. I was, at a, I was at a game. I was using this. And they're like, we're going to play hot, uh, cold, hot, cold. And what that is, is when the lights are on, it's normal. And when the lights oh, are yeah, out, yeah. full that. auto is allowed. And then they look at me and go, what about you, cowboy? And I said, I don't run. And they're like, okay. So I went in there with an eight shooter with a revolver while everyone else was hosing, you know, and I did fine. I just waited till the lights came on. So I'm, so like, I'm out there to look good, but I'm also really, really there to face the hard edge, really get my ass kicked and really 
be forced to, to, to rise to the occasion. Yeah, well, that's the great thing about Airsoft is you can do what you want. If you want to so. bring a uh, 4,000 round saw and just spray for days, you can. Uh, if you want to get a bolt action, hide in the middle of a swamp underwater and wait to shoot someone, you can. <laughs> or if you just want to, uh, if you want to reenact some type of sci-fi armor by 3d printing it yourself and then getting like an sru kit for your gun so it looks like a laser oh, yeah. rifle you <laughs> can do that too there's like there's no rules um, i'm waiting for someone to go in there with an airsoft rail gun that's what i want to see oh uh, they did it have would... the rail guns recently like on um, really uh on what is it um demolition ranch uh, but the oh, the jewelage is is too high. So, um, I just want something that looks like it's from space. One of the places I went actually had the Halo rifle. And... Well, dude, do you know SIU? I think so, but refresh my memory. Um, there's a company that seems to specialize in 3D printing, and they make all these aftermarket kits for guns. There's aftermarket kits like for high cappers for VSR tens for scars and they transform them into these amazing uh futuristic weapons beautiful um, they're they're expensive though they're <laughs> i love it they're like 300 dollars, so they're the same price as the gun itself but then you get this <laughs> amazing gun that no one else has ever seen before so you know you, you're paying for the bragging rights well the hollywood but, hit squad's all about that <laughs> well, um check them out man because they, they are fantastic don i will thank you all right, so I think we could almost skip this question because you already told me about you and the uh, the Red Menace. So I think we've already got Short that. recap, it's an M&P9 by, uh, I think it was Tokyo Marui, and wait, wait, an I M still M&P use it. M&P9's not a revolver though, right? M&P, uh, this isn't a model of an actual revolver. This it, It's called, I think it's the MNPR8, it says here. This is not a simulation of an actual gun. So M and P R eight. That's what it says here. Okay, the Smith and Weston M and P R eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that seems. And it's got a nice little, nice, nice little uh, accessory rail under the barrel. That's nice that I can use with my laser flash. That's fun, it's but I prefer the just one point six Jewel uh, Everick. Um, also, uh, Umarek's uh, sponsored build. It looks good. It's perfectly reliable. It shoots just as hard as I need it to. And I'm practicing with the gun I basically really use. And so I, I, I've I, stuck with it. I still love it. I still use it. I have better guns. I have guns I use in my offhand now. I go akimbo a lot, but still akimbo have it, fun. still love it. I love it. You can't reload with akimbo, but it's fun. Well, that's where the cowboy boots actually are great because you can stuff a revolver into your boot while you reload. And that's how I do it. Yeah, I, I think the, the only cool way of doing like, um, what was it, um, akimbo reloads is um, uh, Lara Croft. Have you seen <laughs> how she does it? I think I remember, but I'm, I don't, it wouldn't work with revolvers. It wouldn't work with revolvers. It would. It only works with like you know, um, semi-autos. But she had right. like a uh, almost like a spine like going up her back, and then she had like six magazines on it, so she would shoot. Oh yeah, them, that. And then do that. I'm like that. 
That's brilliant. <laughs> Does it really exist? You can make anything you want, but I've never seen it for sale. I keep asking, like, is there be, such thing as is there such thing as an airsoft tank? And they're like, yes. Is there such thing as an airsoft drone? Yes. Yes. So it's probably out there. Well, you can make anything you want with airsoft. That's great with all this three D printed stuff. But three D printing is amazing now, and they've done some. They've done some great and amazing things. But short answer, I still I I love it and I still use it. Yeah, one thing that's fun about dual wielding is when you can uh, like cock both guns at the same time, so you can like interlock the slides and go like like that. People That's often fun. ask me, is your gun single or double action? I'm like, well, it's double action, but how do you not, you know, pull the hammer back every time? It's like, it's like throw pumping a shotgun. You have to do it. Yeah, it's, you know, airsoft is 90% cosplay. So you <laughs> out there to have fun. Like as soon Too as true. you get into the efficient form of it, it just becomes speed soft and then you got a sport and, you know, that's a different yeah, yeah. beast. Um, I, I try to live with that, but I'm I'm kind of so, I'm I'm kind of far removed from the from the speed softers and the mill simmers. I call it Hollywood sim. Like you, this is this is what I'd look like if I was in a movie. Yeah, that's basically how people in Japan view airsoft. It's you know I want to be a soldier or I want to be a you know John Wick. John Wick. It, it's it's all just cosplaying. So you know we can't take it too serious. That's what I love about it. That's that was probably my favorite part, and what attracted so much attention is I went as far off the beat. I go in a suit or tuxedo a lot, and I've found that not only does it look amazing and terrifying, but the interfacing that comes in a suit is actually enough to take the piss out of most BBs. So it's actually good armor too. So, and if you go to a thrift store, you can get a, a pre-owned suit, get it tailored to look good, and not care if you destroy it. Yeah, so yeah, I've, I've heard it called the who... fashion show. Like you're talking to someone who's who played airsoft. Like my the first year I was playing airsoft would do shirts versus skins. So oh my god, like ow. <laughs> and when you do shirts versus skins, it's such an amazing game because you do <laughs> not want to get hit. Uh, no. And because of that, you're much more tactical. Uh, you're not going to do careless things. Uh, and when you get hit, you immediately fucking call it. There's no cheating when you're not wearing a shirt. <laughs> I know, which it gets like it's always too hot, and it always comes down to you know I I'm I, I don't it doesn't hurt that much. I'll I'll go in in my Under Armour. But one thing I'm reminded of is military personnel kind of rue these uh, uh, modern warfare games because all military tactics break down if the target is not afraid to die, which is why mill simmers hate speed softers so much yeah, because yeah. they're not, yeah, they're, they're, they're not afraid to die quote unquote, but yeah, shirts versus skins. It would bring it back to that purism. Like, ah, I don't want to die Yeah, for a um, long time. I was getting blotches on my bicep. Cause that's where I would start that just get hit over and over. Yeah, I always get hit uh, on my left arm. I can say I've got like wounds on it still from the last game, but always my left arm gets gets hit. Because um, it's because you're right-handed and the left hand goes in front, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah, so what I yeah. do now, like if I'm wearing my full armor, I've actually got like some riot armor I got from America and I've got like oh, yeah. a whole um, forearm shield that I have. So like when I'm fighting like this, I don't get hit. And then like when I'm when I'm out, uh, I instead of putting my hand up, I put my hand like this over my face. So then when I walk out of the field, even if I get shot, it just hits the forearm armor. 
because lots of the Japanese fields, because they're smaller, they only have like one entry or exit, which means you can't just exit through the sides of the field like you right. should. You have to walk <laughs> through the engagements to get out of the field. So and then you, you get these reflex shot. shots. Yeah, you yes. will get shot after you are oh, yeah. dead every time. So you know you just cover up and you just take take the hit. Totally understand. Totally but, feel your pain. So how do you rate yourself like as a player? What are your strengths and weaknesses? Why why should people have you on their team? Morale is a real thing. And if you see me like a lot of people, a lot of players, their their uniform, their gear kind of starts to look a little, they start to run together a bit. Wait, so you're saying I'm the out there, uniform is uniform? Basically, yes, but even though it's not like they're not all wearing the same thing, but you get the plate carrier, die mask, helmet, military boots, BDU pants. Then you see a guy in a with a suit jacket with a cowboy hat and you know boots up to his knees, and you know you're fighting me. It's you always know it's me. And so some people are like, and that's very like part of the reason I wanted to get on is that it's very polarizing. People are I've heard people say, watch out for the cowboy, he'll F you up. And they also say, if you see that cowboy, you F him up. Why I'm not sure. When you dress like me, they want a piece of you, but I stand and fight. And the other thing I've been told is I have the re and their words, you have the reflexes of a god. I point and shoot and get back as fast as lightning. You you want to fight me? You're it's not gonna be I'm I look nice. You have to fight. I don't run. Now my disadvantage is I don't do camouflage, I don't do stealth. I don't run in or out. Like I walk, I, I stride and you can hear my, I wear loud boots. You can hear me coming. You, you always know it's me. I, I feel you need spurs. I don't have them yet, but you're I'm not even the first person to tell. I know. And you're not even the first person to tell me you. And what no one knows that you get spurs that work and you have these things called jingle bobs. And all they do is make that chinging noise when you walk. Oh, and I'm, you know, I'm talking about the jingle bobs. Yeah, that's what I'm that you know, that's what I'm going to buy. I don't want to hide. I don't even want to win. I'll fight as hard as I can. But half the time, I don't care what the objective is. If you Wait, ask me in the middle of in airsoft. Oh, I'm so glad you understand. If you ask me halfway through the game, like, hey, what's the game? I'm like, I don't know. I'm fighting the enemy. Well, you, you're going to capture the point. I don't even know where the point is. I'm Every match is team deathmatch. <laughs> there you go. Yes. I knew we'd understand each other. Yes, I don't. And I love that in, in team deathmatch, most of the time they don't declare a winner because no one cares. So, you know, if, and the disadvantage to me is I care, but I don't care. I don't, like I've like I had a referee scream at me, hide and run. Like, why won't you take cover? Because I want to stand in the open and terrify you. I want I want you to see me. I want you to know it's me. I want you to know it's me you're fighting and that it's down to us. And I'm going to take you on with a with an eight gun in a tuxedo. Win or lose, that's what I live for. So I'm a good teammate, but I'm not a great teammate. I've had some people say, ah. Eh, you're better than a renter. I'm like, I know enough to be offended by that, but um, 
I fight hard, but I don't is even my best gun. Is it made of the best and most expensive parts available? No. Is it perfectly dialed in and, and adjusted to perfection? No. Is it red? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Every part that I replace, I get rid of a black part and put on a red one. What's like, That's all. I, I, it's like what they say. Red cars go faster. I like to say that hornets don't hide either. Stripes mean danger. Red means stop. Like you, you're going to have to stop and fight me. You can't just run by me, even though I have an eight gun. But wait, I hornets are red? Eight gun. Since when? No, you hornets are, hornets are black and yellow, but hornets, but black and yellow is now is in a factory. Hornet pattern tape is used to signify hazards. Hornets don't hide. They don't use camouflage. They have stripes. So, you know, it's them. And, you know, if you mess with them, it's going to hurt. I wear red. My flashlight's red. My laser's red. I wear a giant cowboy hat. I wear a trench coat I made. You see my, you see me walking. I don't hide. I don't blend unless it's dark. What nobody knows is that red in the dark is actually very similar to black. It disappears, which is why theater seats are red so that they don't distract you when the lights go down. But do I care about hiding or camouflaging or even real tactics or winning? No. What about no. if like, you called yourself the theater seat? And like, why do you call you the, why do people, <laughs> why do people call you that? It's like, it's like disappear in the dark. And it was like, oh, like that, that could work. It's far, you know how that it's far too late for me to change the name, but if that name catches on, I'll let you know. That's actually a great idea. Uh, call it's, sign it's, theater. It's funnier and less like edgelordy because there's a lot of edgelordiness with this. I under, I, I, and I have to live up to that. Like a cowboy hat is a thing you can't just put on. You have to be prepared to wear it and to really and embody it. It wears you and all. Yeah. It, it, I do actually. I am willing to go in there and pretend I'm a redneck, but I'm not really one. I'm He's from out west. Red. I'm a I'm a desert rat. But like the the story behind the cowboy hat is, I went to California. I went to a feed store. I found a cowboy hat on sale. Um, I put it on. I bought it. Put it on. Went home. And everyone's like, "Oh my god, that's really great." And then I wrapped a bandana around it. Like, "Oh my god, that's even better." And I didn't want to become a cowboy. What you'll find is that. The cowboy thing can come and go. The The point is red. But then your girlfriend sends you an embroidered shirt and then a bolo tie. And then you find the most perfect cowboy boots in the world. And you've got to have them. And then suddenly, hey, cowboy, let's go. I'm like, all right, fine. Let's go it's, get them. It's, it's pretty much your fault at, at this point. I and I own up to it. And I know that, you know, if you if you stand out more, someone's going to want to take a chunk out of you. I get hurt a lot. I get shot up a lot. And, you know, you you have to accept that there are a-holes in this sport and they zero in on a guy like me right away. I've had more than a couple like scraps in the, but for every one bad experience with a bad person I've had, I've had 10 really great ones where people are like, oh, that's really amazing. How does someone become a Hollywood hit squad? I say, you got to murder different. Liberty. Murder celebrity, but you you, also, you have to look different from the rest. Clearly, you have to clearly stand out. And I recommend going to a thrift store, buying a three-piece suit, getting it tailored, cost you 45 US dollars, and go into the arena like that. They'll remember you. And what with the 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 permeation and essential uh of the the inextricableness of of social media, your reputation and image follows you out of the arena and they know who you are. And I've bought new, I bought my high Kappa 
And I had people come up to me in the staging area and go, hey, we saw that you got a new gun. Can we see it? Great, and great impersonation. I'm sure they sounded just like that. They did. And I, I swear to Christ, they did. And if you want to cater to that, what we do at the Hollywood Hit Squad plays right into it. But you will get people who see that and go, I have to kill it. Yeah. That, that guy has to die. And you, you've got to be prepared to deal with that. And you've got to be prepared to field stupid questions like, Dude, why I, are I, you? I'm 6'3". <laughs> very, very white and living in Japan. <laughs> I can yeah, assure you, I am everyone's favorite target in, at every game. And, and you have to be prepared to deal with that. And if you can, no problem standing dealing out, with it. <laughs> standing out, I, I love standing out. I always known how to do it. I will always do it. And I can assure you, I go into the arena looking like this. I walk out looking like this. I go to the bar looking like this. I wear berets. I wear cowboy hats. I wear got my red fedora around here somewhere and um my three kids now wear red cowboy hats they're completely obsessed uh my fiance has red trench coats and fedoras from me having kids is great did you know you can customize them you yeah. buy clothes and they have to wear them <laughs> they don't get a choice but they it's love red like because avatars. they love red because of daddy they want to play airsoft and they wear cowboy hats and run around and so the great, my, my, I would say my greatest strength doubles as my greatest weakness. You know, it's me for better or worse. And you know what you're facing. Do you have and your phone with you at the moment? I am on my phone. Oh, okay. So you can't look shit up. Okay. Uh, there, I can. Okay. There's a, but it might end the call or something. There's just a, tell me and I'll look it up after I promise. It's okay. I can probably look it up uh, on this. I'll just share my screen. Great. Um, so there was a guy I had on, uh, the podcast last night, his name's Velikan, and I think you guys would have a lot in common. So this here is King Velikan, and he is a assault player, uh, as well. <laughs> he is, he uses a lot of the same stuff, uh, that you do in regards to, it has to be red. So the face mask is always red and it's always, you know. Go in. I I dig his menace and his aura already. He he would like if he was around here. We even if he wasn't, he didn't decide. He, even if he was too good to join the Hollywood Hit Squad, we'd gladly have him on our team and we'd gladly fight with him. I love I love what I see already. Yeah. So this is uh, airsoft in Hungary, and I can tell Ooh. you that that, um, <laughs> that Minimi there. Is probably shooting 500 FPS at least. <laughs> like they Shit. they shoot hot in Hungary. They can go up to 700 FPS. So it's um. Ow, God, you're gonna be picking him out of your skin after that. Yeah, basically. I've heard of it happening too. I've I've had to pick a BB out. It's uh, it's not that bad. Well, worst injury I ever saw on the field. Um, and it's part of why I don't run because the freaking floor is covered in beads. Like you don't. Yeah. You're crazy, but he ran and he slid and he jacked his knee really bad and he had a gouge in his knee you could have put an olive in. It was beautiful if you like, for the love of the game. The worst injury I've ever had was um, someone shot me in the elbow on purpose because he wanted to insult me and the the spot lasted uh, 45 days. Interesting. Yeah, I, I had a, it was I had a I think I might still have a scar like and you know I got blotches all over my bicep 
because that's where I got hit a lot. And you get hit there more than once. And I often tell people that um, the, the moment of enlight, the moment of enlightenment hits when you get first, you get shot on the knuckle. That's not the moment of enlightenment. When you get shot on the knuckle, you're like, ah, fuck. Then that day you will get shot on the same spot on the same knuckle. And then you're making up swear words. Like sling boggle, dig a wigger, sting wickle, fricky dig, dig. And that's when you learn that um, one of my tips is oil rig gloves are actually a fantastic way. Uh, they're, they're, ar- they're gloves that are armored on the top. And the first time I played, um, really nice guy, Ozzy, uh, saw me get shot on the neck. I was like, I got some for you here. And he's got some oil rig gloves and he gave them to me and it saved my life. And I wore them till I could get a red pair. And then I passed them on to a newbie. And which, so like wait, I said, are you, is this at 300 FPS? Yeah. Yeah. I've been wrapped on the gloves? knuckle. Uh, my first game, I wasn't. And then this really nice guy and his daughter were there and they were really cool to me. Like I said, for every one bad apple I meet, there's 10 people I love sharing the field with. And one said, hey, you know, you're new. Take these gloves. And I wore them till I got better ones. And then I met a newbie on the field. He's like, oh, man, I just got shot in the hand so hard. And I said, I have something for you. I have an extra pair of Kong oil rig gloves. And they're armored really good. And he was really pleased with them. And I felt so good having paid it forward yeah. in I, a very literal that, sense. Uh, last week, so... Uh, because I'm like starting my own like fashion brand and stuff, like I get sent like awesome. samples from um, um, distributors. So like um, I was looking into making gloves. So they sent me some like different like paintball gloves and airsoft glove samples. And then, you know, I didn't need the samples. So then like when I went to the uh, the next game, like someone didn't have gloves and they're on yellow team and I had yellow gloves. So I'm like, hey man, here, look, have these. And he's oh, like, oh, cool. wow. really? I'm like, yeah, uh, I don't need them. Good, good man. That's that's really what made me, and I know this is in your one of your later questions, but what really kept me coming back was, you know, airsoft, paintball, laser tag. They're all kind of trying to capture the chaos of a firefight and, dare I say it, battle. And from yep. that, dare I say it, you can derive glory. And yep. dare I say it, honor and there are people out there that embody that and that are out there and you shoot them and they'll go oh that was so good you're so amazing it was a great shot hey i want to be on your team next time and yeah. when you play with them or against them you love it and that's that's yeah, how i got together with sportsmanship the yeah i love the, the good sportsmanship the good players the nice people for me like not everyone finds it worth it like a lot of people are turned off by the a-holes and the kids usually but for me like i keep running into people that i like the last time i played before i moved to kentucky it was all cool people somehow it was just cool people and all the people at the stores know me and one of them hugs me when he sees me and goes oh man you gotta buy this red thing it's so good to see you hey guys it's the cowboy do they want you i i they want the money, but one time I went back to the field and this kid saw me. He's like, oh my God, you were gone for 20 years. And he's running through the the arena, the, the staging area screaming, guys, the red menace is back. The red menace is back. And I'm like, this, this is this eight? is why I play. He he was like eight, 10, or 12. Like he was one of the youngest they allowed. 
to be on there, and he thought I was so cool. If that was a was twenty so year excited. old like running, no, the field it was yelling, a little that's like that's borderline Down syndrome. Around around eighteen to twenties, where they kind of get really ornery, and then older than that, they calm down a bit and become a lot nicer. But I've I've met cool people of all ages, and my my team is very young, but they're super cool because they found what I found, and that was. You know, we're, we're, we're not soldiers. We know it. And, but we're out there kind of trying to answer the question, how would we do in a real battle? And what would that be like? Hmm. And there are times when you just, you're all running forward, you're all rushing and you're all like really, really coming together and really handing it to them to the point where it's so good. Even afterwards, they're like, oh my God, you guys, what a great hustle you had. And, you know, we've had, and you, if you can have a great time, even if your team loses or even gets squashed, you're in the right place. You're having, you're doing it. And that's what we're all trying to do. And every once in a while, you get someone in there whose mom didn't hug them and they want to shoot you in the elbow and inflict hurt on someone with their polar star. And that's when the good guy, yeah, American, I, we, before the podcast, we discussed that American players have the highest percentage of ornery malevolent gun fetishist douchebags. And if you can handle that, if you can hold out for the guys who really love it, love the game, love the sport and see everybody else in the arena, even the people on the other team as fellow enthusiasts Hmm. trying to go for the, like go for the guts, go for the glory. Not everyone can play this because it, it hurts. I've seen people just walk out because it hurts so much. Um, I've seen people have terrible reactions to it. I've seen people who probably had the idea that it was going to be like Call of Duty where you shoot 100 people and come out, you know, the winner. Well, like, that, nah, that's it's what it's not... like for me. I, I can't speak like for other people. Well, you're actually good. I'm, you know, <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm just on in it for the, you know, to, for the fame. I'm that D-bag, but when you get out there and and it's and everyone's really there for the same thing and they all know we're all here because we love this and i i've had people go hey you know i could have lit you up but i didn't and i said let me put it this way the tradition is when we get back to the staging area we're all friends again yeah but out there i'll shoot your fucking dog so like light me up out there i know what i signed up for i've been hurt, hurt i've been hurt and i'm still i'm still here And then apologize to me in the staging area. And I'll probably tell you, don't even sweat it. No, you you don't need to apologize. Just don't break any rules. So if you're allowed to light people up, light them up. If there's a three-shot limit, then there's a three-shot limit. Like, understand the rules of the game. Apologize if you break the rules. But, like, one thing I absolutely hate about uh, Airsoft is... I I don't hate about Airsoft. I hate when people do this is when they bring in their own rules and like mm-hmm. i in japan we don't really have this because in japan all headshots are legal there's there's right. no opinion about headshots a headshot is a legit technique and no one will ever call you out on it but in america and in the uk when you headshot someone they're like oh why'd you headshot me you could have shot me in the shoulder he- headshots are uncool it's like are they is it a legal shot is it in the um is it in the rules that's it like yeah, i'm with you on that one i'm with you on that one into it if sometimes we'll play headshots only and that's the only way to get a kill as a headshot 
or other ways you can play like there's no headshots in the game it doesn't matter what the rules are just play the goddamn rules and don't have an opinion on it and don't change it if you well, all want to I'm play saying... your own rules make your own game that's it all I'm saying is that there are people who understand that sentiment and then even exceed that gesture and go, you know, you put your, like someone said, you put your hand around the corner and I was an inch away and I didn't shoot your hand because I knew it would. I said, thank you. It probably would have hurt like crazy, but I would have still forgiven you. I would have shot your hand. That's what we're here for. Move. Yeah, I, please do. I, I love the battle scars. I love to show people, yeah, I got lit up and I'm going back tomorrow. And then if you don't call it, I'm coming around and just lighting you <laughs> up. I've been accused of not calling it, not like I, people are like, oh, you're cheating. I said, if I wanted to cheat, I'd want to get away with it. And if I wanted to get away with it, I wouldn't walk into the arena dressed like a Dr. Pepper bottle. I wear a lot of layers and sometimes I don't feel it. So if you have to shoot me again, fucking go for it. Yeah. And I'm out there. I, but like what keeps me coming back is the people who are like, what a great hustle. What a great time we had. I can't wait to play with you again. And then you, then you, if you can deal with the people who go, I shot you, you are, you're so stupid. I can't believe you did that. Or I'm going to shoot you in the belly, or I'm not going to call the people who go, they're not calling their shots. So I'm not going to call mine. If you can wade through that, I find that you'll get your reward a thousand times over. Indeed. Okay. Moving on. Move I'm on. Not, I'm not sure if we've answered this or not. Why do you play airsoft? Like some people play because of the the mental health benefits. Some is for the community. Some is to like uh, improve their skills uh, on the range. Others is the the joy of hunting other humans, or simply because they finished <laughs> a Call of Duty. Um, I'm guessing yours is related to um, improving your skills with a real gun, because you're saying that's like how you got into it. But mm -hmm. I'm guessing. Why you play airsoft is vanity? It is a big part. I do love walking into the arena and people see me in the suit and they're like, please tell me you're going to wear that in the arena. You bet your ass I'm going to wear that in the arena. But it's there. But really what it what even there, I can do that pretty much anywhere. You know, I, I wear that out everywhere. I've had people say, oh, can I take your picture? Absolutely. You can. But airsoft and laser tag and nerf and paintball you know we're all made up of a of an assembly of chemicals and maybe what my mother likes is quilting sure. that's what she likes she takes squares i sew but i have to make clothes she takes squares sews them to other squares and makes gigantic squares and then she hangs them on the wall you can't even use it as a blanket i can't take it and if i'd gone into airsoft and not had the feeling that i do i wouldn't have been back but when i go out there you start getting the your heart starts going and your 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 senses reach out and i'm so on in the arena i i i'm so sensitive to any movement i'm listening i'm 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 stalking i i have a stance i'm ready i am just ready to move at the slightest at ready to pop at the slightest movement like a, i'm like like a red I, I like like a red poom. I I walk in a different way. Uh, I'm so psyched up about just being like just being in the red zone, like where anything can happen. It's really it's chaos, and it's just I am totally left to my own. And 
the trust of my teammates to survive. But and I could get see red too much though. I depends on what you mean by seeing red. The term red mist is actually something the military uses where um, I used to notice that when I would play laser tag in the early days, I wouldn't remember the match. And then I would try to focus and think and, and, and be part of it and remember it and be conscious and make decisions. And that went away, oh, but still there is the, I, I still do the, I, we, we used to do the GoPro thing too, but like, I still, I still, still get an adrenaline rush, still live for the, for the chaos and the uncertainty and the, and the adrenaline and, and, uh, the, I, I love the, I love how it taught me to handle a gun. I love how it's made me quicker on the draw, but we can't kid ourselves. Like we're not soldiers. We're not, and we're not trying to be soldiers. And, you know, it, it, being an airsofter would not give you a better chance of taking down a Navy SEAL, but everything that the game is culminates in a way I just can't get enough of. And I, and there was a time when I was in Jersey, I was going back three, four times a week, whenever they were open, whenever I could possibly go. Uh, I've played on acid. I've played drunk. Uh, and the time on acid, I remember I kept checking to see if my face mask was there because I was so dialed in. I felt like I was wearing, wearing no protective gear and I could see everything perfectly. And there was no... There yeah, was no I, I limit. Re recommend doing that. It, it's a no. I don't recommend it. I I don't yeah. recommend it. It's more of a confession than a than a suggestion. But I'm not the only one who's done it, from what I heard. But like it it, it made it, it it made it even more visceral and deep. And well, I, I understand. And, like when I do like gun games in VR, like I'll be drunk in VR. <laughs> right. It's so much more immersive when you're drunk because you're like, oh, wow, it's real. So, yeah, I get it. There was a time where I was so dialed in, I was using my AA-12, and it's the AA-12, actually, the one I have, it fires a little. It doesn't shoot that hard. It, the, what it loses firing three BBs, it kind of lobs them. But I was so on, I popped out, launched the three BBs, popped back into, into hiding, and the uh, just as the other guy popped out, and got hit and he was so mad i'm like i'm firing into the future this is so i'm so dialed in i'm so turned on i'm so on fire in a way so video lucky. games and shooting ranges don't do no i calculated that shot i'm like i know he's gonna pop out i'm gonna shoot and i'm gonna hide and i i shoot entirely on reflex without any sights i just it's it's all in how quick I can be and how many times I've fired that gun and how I know where I point it is, where, it, where it's going to be. And they have just the same chance I have of bringing me down. And I can't just go around and, you know, doom it. I have to really, everyone I encounter, I have to engage them. I have to know them. I have to fight them. I have to outdraw them and I have to outshoot them. And when you manage that and they're using a polar star and you're using a revolver. Oh yeah. It's dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I go out there with the rifle and I look good. I have fun. I win more often, but it, it's just not the same fire that you get when you go out there with a, with something that you really, really, really have to work with and use, and you have to fight harder than anybody else to make headway. 
And there's also the glory of people going, Jesus Christ, look out for the cowboy. He'll fucking drill you. I mean, they've, I've had people come up to me afterward. He goes, I've seen you do some work with that revolver. When we see you coming, we're like, oh no, oh no, look out. With a, I've heard, like I said, I've heard it two ways. I've heard them, like they rebalance the team and some from the other team will go one of two things. They're like, wow, we're, we're, we, when I went on that team, they're like, look out for the cowboy. He'll fuck you up. And the other thing is, that is they say, they said, if you see the cowboy, fuck his ass up. And they I'll probably take either just one. Saw Brokeback Mountain. They're probably just getting confused. Uh, that joke is fairly common too, and you got to be ready for it. But what keeps me coming back to, like, why I started to play Airsoft is still part of why, but the sheer uh, high that I get from doing it is what makes me keep coming back what got my fiance into it what's my why i brought a ton of nerf guns to the kids you gotta join me in the arena to understand me and to know that you know i know how to navigate the chaos of a firefight where everyone else is you know they're shaking out their shoulders they're getting in their happy little stance and they're moving the paper target to within like 10 feet and they're taking all the time in the world to load aim and shoot. And I'm looking at them like you, you aren't, you can't, you would never last five minutes doing what we do. And do I feel superior? Actually, a lot of people don't last five minutes in an airsoft game. Like indoor no, airsoft don't. games are over in five minutes. Like 90% yeah. of people wouldn't last five minutes. There have been people who walked out in the middle of the game and they just couldn't take it. I've walked back to spawn. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, well, it hurts. I'm like, well, what do you have? A pop gun? And then, and they don't come back. But there, I, one time a friend of mine just kind of out of the blue, she said, I want to go. And she went and she said it was the most fun she ever had doing anything. And the first time she got shot, she's like walking back to the, to spawn, looking at the new mark on her arm. She's like, it doesn't hurt as much as I thought it would. Yeah, and my, she's my told me, said the same thing when she played. Yeah, and the what really blew my mind though, she went, she bought herself a skull mask and she went out there and she walked into the open and she got shot in the forehead hmm. and her head whipped back and her mask flew, her goggles were still on, but her mask flew off. And she said, My life flashed before my eyes. I died. I got shot <laughs> in the head and I died, and then boom, I'm back. That was American that take really, this very seriously. <laughs> I hate to say it, but the, the gun fetishism is bad. You actually get real Nazis. I've seen people wear swastikas. It's horrible, but they, the do, guys they do that here too. Like I, I went to a uh, a store on Saturday with all the cats from America that just came over for the big airsoft convention, and uh, it was like a regular airsoft store for like a few floors, and then the top floor was all Nazi memorabilia, like Nazi. Whoa um ss uniforms um the the hats the belts just everything you're like oh i'm 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 uncomfortable being here and then there was yeah. all these signs saying like no photos i'm like yeah i i, I understand <laughs> why but it's all legal in japan all that stuff right you know? that they, that's a it's they, a they bigger statement now the, yeah i know and it's a bigger statement in the u.s to do that like you kind of want to go yeah, not so much to wear a well you have to remember that a whole political party is basically going we're not nazis but we are nazis we 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 deny the holocaust happened but we want it to happen again and so like to wear it 
means it, it's really, really hard to say, oh, I'm just doing it because they were really snappy dressers. No, you, you, the, the people I've seen, they wear a Stahlhelm, they wear, you know, they bring in an MG42 and they wear swastikas and they, they went pretty far to do that. And they, you have to give them the floor too. You can't just walk out when you see that happen. And if you want, you don't like it, go get them, freaking nail them. It's Japan. Like no one has like any, issues over here like i've seen lots of right. nazis play and it's just like all right well he's in a nazi costume like it, it means something fine. different in the u.s especially now but you still have to be cool with it yep but that's what keeps Let's me coming back is so many... but also <laughs> we... like you have to thank him because now you get to shoot a nazi and like that's good that he's is providing a public service I, I I love that, that that how you put it. That is exactly my sentiment. And that's what keeps me coming back is once we get out there, Jesus, it's down to you and me. And if I win, if I nail you with this eight gun, God damn it, I earned the right to feel real glory, honor, skill, and triumph. For two minutes. And that will keep for 10 minutes till the next game and they trap us in spawn and are just it's a giant shit show. The teams are unbalanced and they're full of speed softers, absolutely hosing us with their polar stars. And I'm getting that's fine. Next game we'll see what happens. That's what keeps me coming back. Indeed. All right. Let's go into round two now. That might be our longest round one in in history. (laughs) What is the time? God, we're behind schedule. <laughs> I, I love to shake up the system. If you want to go over time, I can, but I know you have a schedule. Yeah. So hit me with it. All right. So we'll try to make this quick fire. Yep. Yeah, uh, favorite air, attachment, airsoft brand, game type, after airsoft beverage. Go. Okay. I don't know if I mentioned this in the pre-interview or uh, in the in the, in, in the first question of this, but one of the things I picked up at the store was a discontinued, no longer manufactured laser sight called a bull dot laser sight. And it's a, it projects a dot about the size of a grapefruit. It's for less accurate guns. And what I loved about it was everyone knew that that was my laser sight. And people were telling me, when we see your laser sight, we run away. And then it got shot out and I never found another one and I'm still looking for it. Uh, so that's probably my favorite attachment ever, but still, you know, I've got a bunch of these laser flashes and that's yeah. great. And I love anything that looks menacing and terrifying. And I have a bipod for one of my gun that pops out when you push the button, but still probably overall, my favorite attachment ever is the bull dot laser sight. And if you ever see one, please tell me I will buy it like that. And favorite airsoft brand. I don't play favorites like that. I own a Lancer Tactical. Laugh all you want. It's beautiful. It's menacing. It's the um, it's the one I call the Red Death. No favorite airsoft brand. My favorite game type. I, I really do like Team Deathmatch because they don't even declare a winner. Because who cares? But if I had to exceed that and pick one, it's King of the Hill because that's oh, that's fun. That yeah. that one gets pretty white knuckle. And I also like, um, I don't know, uh, I don't know if everyone knows what it is. So I'll say cold, hot, cold is one that I don't know if they play everywhere, but they're like, all right, it's an indoor arena. And they're like, when the lights are on, there's no, it's normal game. There's no full auto, but the lights are off. Everyone can do full auto. And they turn and look at me with my eight shot revolver. Like, how about you, cowboy? I said, I don't run. 
and I mix it up with them. I considered asking for a riot shield, but I've never done it. So my riot favorite is I, yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. Um, uh, but my favorite is team Deathmatch. second favorite King of the Hill, third favorite cold, hot, cold, just because you get to be a badass. after airsoft beverage, you know, I'm getting older. Uh, a lot of people don't know that I'm actually about to turn 40. I've been called old man before going into the field. I'm like, Oh, so you want to get hurt? Got it. But uh, seltzer is is the is my staple now. But used to be actually as an adult, uh, I would usually from there on Sunday nights go to karaoke and have Angry Orchard cider. Angry or Angry Orchard cider is my very favorite. Seltzer is the most healthy. That's what I drink a lot. But I really I love a seltzer after I play. It's like having a cigarette after sex. It's like, let's go, let's go party it up some more. With a low alcohol beverage. No, cider is about like 5%. And Angry Orchard is like 5%. And the unfiltered stuff I like is six. Okay. Yeah, Celsius is like two or 3%. Like it's not strong at all. Yeah. Around here, uh, around here most beers like two two and a half and then you can get this yeah, we, a... we don't have that like all beer here is five like the whole like really? light beer thing is like so american like we have it in australia <laughs> too but in japan it's no beer is five five i 12. was surprised to learn that there is no actual fosters in australia they just sell it to yanks because they don't know any different basically we sell it to brits too like you uh, can you can buy it in australia but no one does because it's it's fosters <laughs> yeah yeah i don't drink it but I, I i like i like that it comes in not a what's called an oil can which is just a complete measurement unto itself but yeah to answer the question cider for fun and seltzer for health sure all right let's uh find out now about airsoft in the the local area uh, you said that you mainly play airsoft at the moment in kentucky uh i just moved to kentucky it's where I ended up. It's very hard to find a place to play airsoft, which blows my mind because it's a constitutional carry state and you can walk around with an air, with a, with an assault rifle hanging off your back. Um, so it's really easy to bring your airsoft guns to games is what you're saying. I mean, if it's that easy to walk around with a gun, if there's a gun store five minutes from my house, it blows my mind that I'm really not sure if the nearest airsoft place is an hour and a half or four hours but what you get around here is a lot of farmland so you can go to some go to a friend of yours like hey can we just go on your like i know a guy big farm and i keep we keep threatening to have a game of revolvers out there we just put the chickens in the coop just go and just shoot it out short range with with i've got like i said i i don't know if i mentioned i have six revolvers one is this eight gun, one is an all metal six shooter, and four of them are black and red and red and black 10 shot haters. And they're matching pairs, but you could just go out there and mix it up with them. So the airsoft scene out here, I haven't really managed to engage with like the actual scene, but if you want to play, it's really not hard to play. And I only kind of just got out here, but it won't be long till I really start kicking it. And the gun fetishism, and the Republicans are a little denser out here. And I know no. I'm going to have to like, yeah, it, it, what's funny is it's redneck territory. It's redneck territory, not cowboy hat, ter cowboy territory. 
And to get this cowboy hat you see here actually took me a lot of trouble. I had to go to a tractor supply store to find it. That's normally so you, you don't buy cowboy hats. Well, I thought it would be easier in the South, but uh, it, but it, but I go out in that cowboy hat, and I'm still the only guy wearing it. And uh, I'm you have to live up to it, but out here I do. And so when I hit that arena, they they better look out because I will take these rednecks to the floor every time. Like I said, I look cute, but if you want to kick me off my patch of land, you're gonna have to fight me for it. I'm sure there's like and, a great hoedown reference you could make there, but I'll, I'll leave that up to you. Well, I'll, I, what I will say is there's, it's probably harder to kind of find an arena, but it's kind of easier to find a place you can just kick it and play because no one's going to call the, it's a lot less likely to get the cops called on you for just running around with your, with your piece. I've heard all kinds of stories of, I, I I lived somewhere where some kids went into the forest with paintball guns, mm. and you you and I both know it's a t-shirt cannon. It it only bears a passing resemblance to an actual gun. It's got an air tank. It's got a giant hopper on the top. It basically shoots grapes. And someone called the cops on them because they were going into the forest with rifles. And so that was Maryland. And but out here, I haven't seen it happen. But you can walk in Walmart with an M16 on your back if you if you don't have a penis but i do have one so i don't need to i do want to walk around with my revolver when i get it out here but um other than that i don't really different thing then it, you know in once in california in order to have an airsoft gun you have to wrap it and we had to talk about this before the show uh they all that there's a reason all airsoft guns in america come with orange tape because in california the rules are you have to wrap orange tape around the stock the handle the magazine and the barrel so people know in no uncertain terms it's an airsoft gun uh i got the orange tip removed from the red menace and before that i had to sign a waiver saying eh, it's kind of illegal but i've never because I, I wanted a big red suppressor but and i've never gotten any shit about it um i just try not to get pulled over you know when i've got all my stuff but a lot of the cops play. So, you know, like I actually talked to a police officer and I said, you know, I try to be careful. He goes, oh, I play. I totally understand. But air, air, I, cops came to the airsoft arena once because something happened. Like there was a, I don't remember what it was, but they came in and were just kind of as natural as you please. And I'm like, I'm still not going anywhere near those guys, but it's it people don't always realize how big america is and how many how many diverse and different places there are to be so it's in california like almost as big as um canada right and it's it's you know go to california it's one thing go to texas it's another and go to new jersey where where we were talking about the gun laws like you have to jump through insane hoops to get a handgun but you can get a rifle for no they don't even care they don't you don't need a license you don't need to register it you can have as many as you want but the day you want a handgun like to get a second handgun is crazy like getting my one revolver was such a pisser i had to get fingerprinted twice now i'm in the south where you don't need a license to do anything i can put it in a shoulder holster and walk around with my speed loaders if i really really want to yeah, I really, really don't. I'd be a, I'd be that guy, and B, what you start to learn in security training is if you have a gun, someone can get it from you, and then 
it's a whole there's something called there's something no one uses in airsoft that kind of exists in actual tactical and police situations it's called a dummy line and it's a cord that goes from the bottom of the i think it's part of why the webley revolver has that ring on the bottom and i think in places like germany they have to tether themselves to the gun so that no one can just run off with it. And I've seen this dumb video where they took their gun out and put it on the desk, tried to walk out of the room and it pulled it off the desk and the gun went off. It was like, so I wouldn't go out without a dummy line, but if I made a dummy line, I'd make it out of red chain mail just to be flashy. But I might do it once just for the novelty, but to sum up your question, it's gun country. Hmm. It's red, it's redneck country, constitutional carry, Means you can walk or open walk around with uh, an an AR-15 on your back, just because you can't bless you, just because you can't find your own ding dong, and and so airsoft is probably kind of like maybe that's why airsoft might be a little less popular around here because wow, and I can just take my AR-15 and shoot cans, but you know I also see them shooting like you can buy right, you can buy real guns at walmart but yeah. they also sell gel blasters oh, I hate so gel blasters. i know but it's for place it's for i know that it's for locales that airsoft is not legal either yeah and i'm Most kind of it. impressed that yeah i'm kind of impressed with how they figured out how to shoot orbies out of you know machine guns so um the airsoft scene around here might be a little less special because you know you've got these gun nuts and I'm not a fan of gun nuts. They're not a great social group, but uh, it's probably it's I would say it's easier to do it. Just I mean, anywhere else you have to go to an arena. But out here, you just go out on the farm and, you know, shoot the cows. If you're in, I would I will not shoot live animals. Yeah, disclaimer. But I'm in I'm in a place with a lot of a-holes. And it's like Kids, the cow Kentucky- like owes you money or something. Like, I guess. yeah and they cows are tough they probably won't notice but i'm not dumb enough to do that and i so i haven't really experienced the scene out here but i know it's going to be inextricably tied to the gun nut community and you just got to accept that but it's also something that you know in jersey you can't just do it anywhere you want you're going to get cops like one of my teammates got lost his security officer license because he was playing with a flare gun on on fourth of july it's just a fu- let, when we talk about my team, let me talk about Tiraspol, the Russian guy, and he's the funniest part of our team, I got to tell you. But yeah, what is it like here? Uh, different from Jersey, but it depends on where you are. And around here, guns are no thing. No, yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, yeah. Let's. I think we've answered uh, all of these questions. So let's uh, move on to the uh, the next round now. So this it. here is uh, how you play. I'll give you some uh, for and against questions, and uh, you can choose which you uh, which you prefer. How do you feel about camping versus attacking? So my course of study is mostly like really it revolves around security and all the definitions of that. And security, like film, which I majored in, is a study of everything. But what it is is like keeping people off the, the lawn. So. I tend to move up to just to the point where if you get any closer to spawn, it's going to be pointless. Mm. And then I set up. I am not bothered by campers. I am not strictly a camper, but I tend to like to find a spot that's forward where I don't feel comfortable going up anymore. But the moment anyone rushes, I'm right there with them. So I'm not against camping. 
it's legit, but I'm I'm more animated than just sitting around in it. I'm not a ghillie suitor. I'd be surprised if you were wearing a ghillie suit indoors because they don't give you <laughs> great cover. No, but I've I encountered you. I did like get them in Zulu Twenty Four, the outdoor arena, and I went guns to guns with a ghillie suit sniper, and I took them out. So, uh, you, I'm not I I'm not morally against either one, but I'm I I kind of do both. The philosophy of what I'm taught, bodyguarding, uh, armed security, has a lot of standing around waiting. But I don't I'm not glued to it, and I'll I'll run in there with everybody. So. Nice. Kind of a neutral waste of time answer, but yeah, I'm for it and both, for and against both. Respawn versus non-respawn? I much prefer respawn. It's what I kind of like the least about paintball. The different, like a lot of people don't know the difference in paintball. Really, it's part of the mentality of you get hit by a paintball, splat, you are now marked. You're done. You've, you've, fuck you, you're out. And what I like in Airsoft is you shoot me and no matter how mad I get, all I have to do is walk back to spawn, touch the building, and now I can go back in and have my revenge. I am firmly rooted in respawn. I love that we don't count kills. We just go and we freehand it and we and you pop me. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'm and sure. So, yeah, I'm respawn, famous. please. Yeah. Um... Especially when you use a gun like this, a lot of the times when it goes badly you i can take this risk because if you blast me i can go back and try again in 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 paintball i i ran with a pistol i ran with a, a 12 shot a delta 68 in each hand and that's harder because you know you you can't make any is you can't make as many mistakes once you get nailed you're done and you have to go sit there on your hands sit on your thumbs and wait for the game to end to start again i'm much more I'm much less patient than that, and I much prefer respawn. Yeah, you won't enjoy airsoft in Japan so much because we almost exclusively do non-respawn at almost every game. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, we... I would still play. I would still play, especially like if I got to come play with you. I would do whatever you. We we. I would have a great time, but I probably would chafe a little bit at having to sit on my thumbs between rounds. I might. I might use the good guns for that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a different style. We'll we'll do respawn like at the start of the day, so like people can learn the field and can get rid of their fear and stuff like that. But then right. you'll find that majority of the games will be um non uh, respawn modes. We might do one or two respawn modes, but definitely it's like eighty percent non respawn. I respect that. Short answer: respawn. Totally prefer it. Solo versus team. I, I love my team, but indoors, it's easy to get separated. Um, and we tend to have, we like to, like, we like to go right. We go run to the right corner and then fan out. Um, I love, I love functioning as a unit. I love my team, but I'm pretty much just as happy to I also kind of, there's also something to being out there on your own and to being, totally reliant on your own reflexes and your own awareness and knowing the field. So one, once again, I'm going to have to take this one down the middle, but a good team, you know what? I, I'll say team play because a good team just makes it all worthwhile. 
like a, exactly. a good teammate, a good, a good team and a good teammate is something you remember, like having, having the right setup with the right people and the right chemistry where you're all, you're all not only having a good time, but like, even if you're losing, you're still out there having a good time and still catching some of that, like enough of that glory to make you come back a good team. It just makes it all worthwhile. Yeah. The, the thing I always say about this is no one cares about your airsoft stories. So like if you <laughs> say, oh, I killed 12 people this match. No, honestly, yep. no one cares. But no. if you killed uh, 12 people with your buddy, man, your buddy cares because <laughs> he was there with you. So you get to share stories and memories with people if it's a team. Uh, if you're solo, no one gives two shits about how many people you killed in the last match at all. I, no matter I, how accurately I hate- you describe it, no one cares. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but like the element, like I know we're not really fighting war. I know we're not real soldiers, but the the, the payoff is for a good game. Dare I say it? Glory and glory is shared. It's better shared. Like glory means we 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 will always like, or at least till next week, we will remember that round where we fanned out and we just took everyone on and no one could stop us. And that's what keeps me coming back. Yeah. Indoor versus outdoor. Love my indoor games. Love my climate control. I love to wear. I always air. I'm always too hot because, oh, you got to wear the jacket. Then you got to wear the trench coat. You got to put on a tie. I love to wear a cravat, an ascot. That's not, not good. If you're, if you're going to get warm, Um, I played outdoors. Where you get? I played. I've played outdoors in the dead of summer and the dead of winter. Kind of prefer the dead of winter. Uh, I did okay in outdoors, but the other thing about the outdoors is outdoor games is they love to call it the hiking simulator. You spend a lot of time just walking around, and I hate to sound like I have the attention span of a goldfish, but in a lot of cases I do. And in an indoor game, we're ready to rock. We're ready to mix it right up. We have air. If if the if the arena is decent, we have at least some climate control. So I'm not going to sweat my sweat through my. I often have to change shirts between rounds because I tend to sweat through them. But I like my climate control. I like my close quarters. I bring four or five shirts, usually Under Armour. I, I think I bring two button downs. I bring a couple of jackets, uh, a couple of pairs of pants. This is a online fashion show that you're preparing for each Airsoft game. I have actually had people come to me and said, I've heard people call Airsoft the fashion show. Like when I got there, I was like, okay, so. I, I think you might be responsible for this. It, it's I'm all I'm saying is I'm not the only one who acts like this. And I went there and I said, you know, I've got the goggles. I got the mask. Do you care what else I wear? No. So I went in there uh, looking as awesome as I could. And I don't. And people are like, how do you run around in inch and a half Cuban heels? Well, I stick grip pads to the bottom of my shoes. I use um, military boot insoles. But yeah, it does kind of hurt. And no, no, it's worth you, it to me. Like, if someone asks you a question like that, don't answer it literally. Just say like, like, so how do you run around it? I just ah, oh, stylishly. Just answer with an adverb. But I want, but I don't want to be unapproachable and like superior to everybody in my personality and the way I deal with them. And I, and that has led to people going so, 
So if I wanted to do this kit, what do you think I should wear? And I'm like, oh, you want shoes that cut but won't break your fucking ankle. So I recommend Magnum service boots because if you polish them, they look like formal boots, but they're military boots. And, oh, you should wear this. You should wear that. And we and we start to really get into it. I've had people like, well, what should I wear if I want to be in the Hollywood hit squad? I'm like, just find something other than multicam and military boots. It's got its place. It's effective. But, you know, if you want to distinguish yourself, if you really want to hit the social media scene and be remembered when you leave the arena. I know a guy who is a snow trooper. That's cool. But, you know, people if people want to know how I do it, it's not I, I'm not going to keep it a secret. There's I, I dare to wear boots that if you screw up, you'll break your ankle. And I dare to wear a suit jacket. And, you know, a big hat and I dare to wear burgundy and red where, whereas, you know, muted colors would let me blend in more, make me harder to distinguish. But I want you to know it's me. I want you to see that it's me you're fighting. And when I dress like that indoor or outdoor, you'll know who it is. Um, There's a picture of me outdoors wearing a beret and a Hugo Boss suit and that's just and it's got it's bright red it's black but the lining was bright red and that's just that's just who i am and it's easier to see indoors and you get to play that game more indoors outdoor has its place if you invite me outdoors i'll do it that's not where i go every week i i kind of prefer my indoor arenas i don't i'm not going to crap on outdoor you invite me to an outdoor game i'll go to it but if you ask me my choice indoor please yeah um as someone who like plays against a lot of individuals who dress the same, um, I actually really like it when people have unique or even just identifiable outfits, because then you can communicate uh, to your team. You're like, all right, kill the asshole in red Um, (laughs) or, you know, the red guys over there. Or if you have a problem and you have to talk to the ref, you go, the, the red assholes cheating and they know who you're talking about. But if everyone's wearing multicam or everyone's wearing black and there's no numbers or any way to differentiate each other, you're like, oh, one of the assholes on the other team is cheating. <laughs> they're like, they probably are, but we don't know which one. But if you're like, red guy, they're like, yep, we'll talk to him. So I, I do get in trouble more. Is also, uh, what's the word? It's um, It's a double-edged sword. I do get in trouble more. Like people say like that red guy, I shot him and he didn't take it. But the staff has always been really cool. Like one time one came up to me and said, we got people telling us you're not calling your hits. Maybe if you took off the canvas trench coat and I said, sure. And uh, the problem went away. Hmm. But I like to say, if I wanted to cheat, I'd want to get away with it. And I don't get away with any. So you have to like, you want to talk honorable. You got to cross your T's and dot your I's when you dress like we do. Because they will know who it is. They will know it is. accountable. And but I will I will take that double edged sword and indoor it's even worse. Yeah, but I will take it. Prefer my indoor short short answer indoor, please. Okay, what about uh magazines? I'm guessing you're running the lowest of low caps because well, revolvers, you know, uh, I have to play this one down the middle too because I like my eight gun, I like my six gun, I like my 10 shooter, but on when I when I go. Like there's, there's days and there's times where like, all right, we're getting hosed. And I put, I put it back in its case and I get the red menace or I get the AA 12 
And the AA-12 has a 3000 BB drum mag. And um, my air, my, my uh, M4 has a mid cap because it's red, but the, the one that came with it was about like a hundred, maybe 300, 100 capacity. And my red ones are about a hundred. When I, when I, when I put down the, the handguns and the revolvers, uh, I don't feel like reloading anymore. I just feel like when, when there's a point out, there's like, you cannot do the revolver thing outdoors. It doesn't work. And outdoors, I never have enough ammo. Never. And uh, I, I empty all the mags and I have to walk home. Um, so I got to play this one down the middle again, but to extremes. I, I tend to buy the parts that look good first, but if you look at what I have, I've got really, red. really high capacity. You just buy and the then red nothing. magazine. I, I buy the red. If the red magazine had 30 rounds in it, I'd have still bought it. But um, it's a beautiful one. I've got two of them and it's usually enough for indoors outdoors. You could never use them. I have to use my big black wind up uh, high cap, I got 300 round uh, situation and my AA 12 I'm out there. I call it the AA 12 everyone blaster because with 3000 BBs doesn't matter what your race or creed or religion is. I've got BBs for you. My AA-12 doesn't do, it doesn't compose poetry. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't clean up your room. It hoses everyone with BBs so and it launches. So the... rated E for everyone. Oh yeah. I actually put stickers on it that say E for everyone. Nice. And th that's why I call it the everyone blaster because I don't care who you are. I'll take you out and... <laughs> And so I, I, I have both extremes. I have a six gun. I have an eight gun. I have four 10 shooters. My high Kappa has regular 30-ish mags because the extended mags don't fit, didn't work right. But my M4s and my AA-12, oh God, as many as you can, as many as I can, as many BBs as I can ram into the breach. Nice. All right. What about uh, power source? Uh, I'll stick with my electric. People have been going, why won't you get a, uh, why don't you get a, uh, polar star? I'm like, a, it's kind of an a-hole thing. B it's kind of becoming like, there are places that won't let you use one. And, you know, I like my electric and I kind of got away from paintball to avoid having to carry a giant air tank around. So, you know, I might one day get a polar star Frankenstein onto my, uh, onto my AA-12, but I tend to, all of my rifles are electric, my high cap is green gas, and all of my revolvers are CO2. So electric and gas, I mean, electric and green gas and CO2, but uh, no HPA for me, thanks. No HPA for me. Cool. It's cool, but no, nah, it's an air, it's a speed software thing. Cool. Uh, let's look at uh, round five. Uh, this here is living the dream. So if you had uh, all the money, how would you spend it? Let's look at uh, guns. Let's look at uh, games. And uh, let's look at teams. So the only... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, please. What were you going to say? Dream Airsoft gun. I already have, you know, the, the dream, the dream, what I spend my money on is replacing another damn part in my high Kappa or my M4 with a red one adding red in rail indexers, adding red stuff. I don't even freaking need 
if I wanted, if you gave me, if you bank, if uh, there's a revolver that is old style, it's called the Gambler. Uh, it's a, it's a little like a Colt SAA. I'd buy a pair of those. I might like a grenade, I hand the, the grenade launcher, the, uh, M like the beehive launcher. Uh, the, I would want, like, it would have to be something distinctive and terrifying. I already have the AA 12, but the, uh, that crazy XM general electric Gatling gun, the, uh, the Terminator used, I might uh, get one of those. M134A Vulcan. Yeah, 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 yeah. That thing is not legal anywhere, but that's what I might buy. But interesting, um, we can I, use that at any field here. We can use the M134 and the M133. The Gatling thing, yeah, it's yeah, that might be what I got. Uh, I might like, I might like a Barrett, but as it is, I have seven handguns, two two rifles, and a shotgun. I'm pretty happy. If you if you gave me all the money I wanted, I'd buy a pair of Gambler revolvers, which would put me to eight revolvers. Uh, and you can't use, I, I can't use all my guns in a night. It's just not possible. You're not supposed so, to. No. And you know, they'll never, it, you know, that it's, there's never enough. It's never enough, but it's usually more attachments I want because I found, I like, I bought a red bipod. I've got red sights. I've got red mags. And now, oh, there's a red, uh, the red, this red, that the hammer on my high kappa is silver. One day I'll find a red. It just you, you can sell me anything I don't need if it's red. You really and can just get all this stuff on AliExpress, right? It's like five bucks. A lot, a lot of it I do, um, but I have places I go. Like I went somewhere, and the guy building my high kappa looks me in the eye and goes, "This is an honor," and I said, "That means so much to me that the honor is on this side of the table." And it's, I call it the asinine assassin. And if you look in my, it's it's in one of the pictures I sent you. It's one of the ones I'm infamous for, and it doesn't, I, I run a lot of the time, no sights, no lights, no laser, just me, the gun and the pop pop. So I have pretty much everything I want, but I would love a pair of gamblers. I would love the Gatling gun. I might like a bear, like a mean looking sniper rifle, but I know those are just for show something long range maybe, but I short answer. I kind of have my, my already bought my AA 12. And that literally had them licking the windows when I was putting it together. I looked in the arena and they were literally in the arena licking the windows as a joke, looking at this AA-12 that I'm wrapping this red tape around. So um, I, I, I love vanity guns and I love adapting my play style and having to fight harder just because of that. And with that, that's kind of what I do have. But I, if you gave me all the money I wanted, It'd probably be another red M4 that's just slightly different from the one I have, just 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 freaking because. One gun that you might like, do you know the Flak 10? I think I do, but refresh my memory. It's a shotgun made by Airsoft Innovations, and it's mm -hmm. um it runs off an M4 mag, but it shoots 10 BBs or I 20 BBs each time you pull the trigger. So it actually I have heard like, of that functions like uh, a real shotgun and not so much as a real shotgun but like you get the spread of a real shotgun when you fire it so i've heard that causes some kinds of illegalness around here that that's technically a spray fire burst fire gun but yeah i might like one of those i might like one of those you may be right it but it short answer i'd like a pair of a pair of gamblers let's see flak uh flak 10 shotgun this one here the flak 10 and the flak 5 um 
It oh, I have seen that. That yeah. is, if it's it's ugly in the most beautiful way, and I when might go with that. I might like that. Firing it. It's just. Oh. Look at this. Yeah. You you everyone needs oh, one of these. You're right. Okay. I I like that a lot, but still, my first choice would probably be a pair of gamblers. All right. What about the ideal airsoft event? You know, uh, one time we were, we got in touch with this guy who was running an event and I kind of told him what we do. And what ended up happening is going, you know what? We really need you as the leaders of the bad guys. Our team loves to like, give you a menace to fight, like to give you a, a so redneck. like I, yeah. So I like my fast paced, uh, just who gives a rat's ass TDM. But also if we have to go to an outdoor arena, yeah, now I'll take a plot. I'll take a pilot that's down out there. And when we move around, like our team is moving around, putting out fires uh, and, and actually dealing with problems. And we're trying to, we're trying to make some objective happen. And we're also trying to be the big bad you have to take on. So like the ideal event is one where is like the one where we got as like a special invite and to to be actual specific characters because we were the most distinctive and we would have stood out the most and we're the ones you saw and like we gotta gotta bring them down and that so like an ideal ideal i've heard of events that take place over the course of the weekend you sleep on the field and it's this gigantic thing and anything can happen that's what i'd love to experience sometime and they have them rather close to where i live now Nice. Definitely. Uh, you should check them out. Those camping with airsoft. Uh, oh yeah. Cool. Love it. What about dream team? If you have six people to be on your dream team, uh, living or dead, real or make-believe, who are you squatting up with? Well, to briefly, I know we're kind of running short on time. I don't know how that works uh, with your schedule, but like what's on my, like the main core members of the Hollywood hit squad is one guy who all of his gear is genuine authentic Spetsnaz. He reads from Russian trading manuals. He is of Russian descent. His AK is 80% real, which makes it really unreliable. Uh, Professor Thompson is strictly World War II, uses a Tommy gun, has a Garand, and anyone else willing to, uh, willing to uh, cater to that. We had one guy who was full blue vault tech fallout but I also have rolled with actual military and I love to test myself alongside them. And it's always a good hustle. Uh, so I, I like people who are, I, I want to play with people who we're willing to stand out, who don't like, who don't take themselves too seriously, but are, are trying to get, trying to go for some real glory and maybe not for the objective, but for the, for the, for the, for the lulls and people that someone who's on and do cool shit uh, people. That's a good, that's a fair assessment. But I also, I also love when the military guys show up and I get to be on their team because then I, I get to I see like, like I, I like, okay, let's see how I stack up, stack up to these guys. I don't like leading I'm, the military team though. Like if the military guys are <laughs> on the team, I like them leading and me just like, following yeah. Directions. Yeah, same. I I will let them lead, but I want to see if I can keep pace with them, and I do. Short version, I do, and I'm proud to say that I do. 
So it would be either total oddballs or actual professionals. Like it's like the two poles of how I, I want to train. I want to get better and I want to learn things that'll teach me how to use a real gun better. But also I'm really out. I'm also out there because of the adrenaline rush, the glory and the real, like the, the high that you get. And part of that is guys who really know what they're doing. And I can test myself with the best against the best. And I like, I, I know I'd get my ass kicked, but I I've heard of times where Navy SEALs take the field and it had hurt, but I'd do it. I'd do it. And so good players elevate the game. mm -hmm. So either like total oddballs or absolute consummate professionals for me to go, how good am I really? Yeah. I'm fine with that. All right, so I think you're going to enjoy this. This here is round six. Sell me your gun. I'd like you to choose one of your guns and then persuade me to buy it. Uh, I'll record this for uh, Instagram. So you have basically one minute because the reels are 90 seconds long max. Uh, right. I'll time it. I'll put my hand up when there's like 10 seconds remaining so you can finish up. But please uh, choose one of your guns. You can use a prop if you like and persuade me to buy it. Well, I'll go with the, the challenge here. Uh, I have an AA-12. I got two M4s. I got a high Kappa, but my favorite and the one I... How hard-ass are you really? Are you hard-ass enough to go in with only eight bullets that you have to take out and then change manually and snap it back while the action is still going on? Yeah, I've seen people go around with revolvers as backups, but do you have the grapes to go in there with that as your main? Can you do it? And the best one really that you can, like the best all rounder, the one I, I've got, you know, four haters. I've got an all metal six shooter, but my, um, my M and PR eight, it's an eight shot gas uh, CO2 gas revolver. Not too, it's not too limited, but it's also in order to use it. Like, come on, how good are you really? Are you this good? And it's only $89. Um, I and I, one of these days, I'm just going to buy another one for my left hand. That's how big into it I am. So, like, I challenge you to buy it. That was a, a very aggressive sales pitch. I, I've never heard a sales pitch like that. I, I wonder how that's going to resonate. <laughs> you have me on to change things up. I'm out here to change things up. Sure. <laughs> All right. So round seven, this is the backstory. I've uh, chosen three pictures from your Instagram, and I'd like you to give me a little bit more context for each picture. Sure. So here I have uh, you in a, a vest, which doesn't look to be too bulletproof. No, that is, there's no protection on that. Uh, the sleeves I have on are really just for decoration. They're decent protection, but I tend to get shot in the shoulders a lot. Uh, the beret is one of the other fashion trends I stumbled upon. I put on a beret and everyone said, oh, that's really amazing. It's a look. Uh, I really highly recommend thigh bags as, you know, a fashion accessory that's useful. But this one is just because it looks noble and it looks... Because it's red, isn't it? That's the truth of all of them. But it it it, it kind of puts me out there as someone who really is, is, is there to actually face the worst. I will take the pain 
and I, I, I want to stand tall on the hill and really go for it. And I, if you see me, I want you to understand, you know, all that poise comes from real confidence. And if nothing else, I really am fearless. And that's one of the outfits that shows it. And the little badge on the hat, which is there too, actually, you can read it here. It actually just says security officer. Okay. So, so about, it doesn't take um, itself too seriously. This one, okay, I love this one because that rifle is the Red Menace and it has only gotten more attachments on it since then. And that trench coat you see me wearing, I made myself by hand. Uh, it's cashmere and silk. The inside, the lining is burgundy. You can't see it that well, but it was actually the most expensive part. It was $80 a yard. Uh, I'll tell you a secret about it. The sewing pattern was actually an, the Matrix Neo costume uh, pattern that we actually classed up into a real garment that I actually wear out to parties and everything. And it flows like black crude oil. It's like a liquid. It's in, it's so effective. It's actual cashmere. So it's so effectively warm. You can only wear it when it's really freezing out there, but you put that on and your silhouette becomes it, intimidation is a big part. And it, the the vest I have on it's a simple strap vest. I still have it. Um, it functions. It doesn't even really do anything. It just holds. It keeps the uh, it keeps everything together. It, it, it maintains the probably look. maintains the look and it keeps it, it holds every. It makes you. It slims you down. Um, I look like I'm fat because my my spine swoops forward. But if you put that on, you can actually see. I'm pretty thin and uh, sleek and it's just, it's, it's, it, the, the, when the wind hits it and it flows out it, the back of a trench coat, the cut that's called a vent so that the wind doesn't blow it. But I don't like a vent. I love when the wind hits that coat and it looks just like a superhero. So and you, you could call this the uh, high speed, high drag uh, outfit. Yes, I would say absolutely. I look like I can fly wearing that and if I'm wearing that, everyone knows who it is. Everyone's like, oh, look, look, who's that? What is he doing? What is he doing? What is, who is that? That's, that's high vanity, mid functionality, um, low comfort, because you're going to work up a sweat really quick. I can't wear that more than one round. Sometimes I have to take it off halfway through, but God damn, I love it. So, and, and yes, one. I, I made it. Okay. A, uh, a very pretty cowboy. So um, there is a company that I like to buy from called Kufandi on Amazon. I bought that jacket off of Amazon. It's $35. I have two of them. I repeatedly, I am forever having to sew buttons back onto it. Uh, the cowboy hat, straw, good for hot. It's actually a women's cowboy hat. You'd never know. You'd never uh, know. It has been but it's been torn to pieces it's it's wadded up on the floor now i've had to replace it uh but that hat went through a lot because i pulled the trick where you take your hat off and you stick it around the corner and i've had that hat shot to pieces because they fall for it and the glove on my left hand uh my one great tip i have for the world of airsoft is if you keep getting shot in the hand oil rig gloves are perfect hand armor they're one of the things that is from a different discipline that works really well in the sport. And the top is, is rubber and oil rig gloves. Kong is a great brand, but I found red 
they they they're yeah that's right and if you zoom in on one of those you'll like the the second from the left the third from the left there the orange one yeah the click on the orange one third from the left oh yeah oh, that's, good. What... that's good too yeah that's really yeah that they wear that working on oil rigs but somehow it's perfect for airsoft it doesn't have enough dexterity to reload a revolver so i tend to wear it just on my left hand because it covers my right but if you wear, if you're getting wrapped on the knuckle, get oil rig gloves. They are just somehow they're perfect. They come in a thousand colors, durable, and you know fingerless. I like them, but you're going to get wrapped on the finger. Yeah, you see, so lots it, of people use these gloves because you get them from like AliExpress for five dollars. Right, but. they're cute, but they're they're not like I I told I, we we talked about this before the interview like. An enlightening moment was when I got wrapped on the knuckle at close range. And that wasn't the moment. It was when I got shot exactly the same spot and exactly the same knuckle. I'm like, oh, geez. And a, and a veteran player saw me in pain and he gave me a pair of oil rig gloves and says, these are perfect. You'll never have a problem again. And I wore them until I got the one you see where me wearing there. And then I went on to pass them on to the next, uh, player and you also see me wearing um really tall cowboy heel boots almost all of my boots clack really really loud it's terrible stealth sure but you it's like knowing darth vader is coming like when i was a kid when my parents would get dressed to go out i'd hear their shoes clacking around the house and i know that's they're gonna do something important like so someone actually told me a little kid said yeah that that noise means someone important is in the school. Well, sure. when you hear me coming, when you hear my boots, when you see my inch and a half heel boots and you hear me clacking towards you, you know someone important is in the school. And that's why I wear boots like that. I have a nice pair of cowboy boots that are actually quite quiet, but I really do prefer my clack heels. And they, they clatter really loud on the, and, and I don't even hide it. I want you to know. I'm coming for you. With all. Outfits like this, it doesn't seem like you're hiding anything. So, yeah. No, I, I want to fight you. And it's a great jacket. Uh, it, you want to wear, like, if you do, if you follow my advice and buy um, a suit and go in in that, try to buy metal buttons because plastic guns will be shot off pretty quick. If you can learn to sew on a button, you'll survive really well. But that jacket, it's got a mandarin collar, which wraps around the neck and keeps keeps problems from happening there it's 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 like I, I like to say that a suit has the the stuff that makes it stand up is called interfacing and it's this this stiff stuff that's on the inside and a suit the interfacing is is really good armor in against bbs real ones absolutely not but that one great protection great look everyone will remember it and you know, God damn it. It keeps the, keeps the BBs from hurting. So it's a great all rounder. I highly recommend it, but it's cheap and it's, you don't have to feel bad about ripping it up. And it's by a, it's by a company called Kufandi and they're on Amazon and they sell cheap Chinese garbage that looks amazing and you can wear it, tear it up and throw it out. Yeah. Well, that's the great thing about airsoft. You can do what you want. If you want to dress like a red cowboy, you, you can, you're allowed to do that. I've seen I've seen people do everything and that just gave me permission to do whatever I wanted. And that's what I, I love the freedom of it. And that's just one expression of it. And that's me standing like, all right, who wants some? I'm just lean, you just leaning against the wall. I gave the camera to somebody. They chose to snap that one because I'm just like, all right, who wants a piece? That's my high kappa. 
Um, the slide has been replaced. I, mean, I just thought you were tired. I thought you were just like leaning on the wall, like, oh, I'm, I'm. No, tired. that's all attitude. That's all attitude. That's me. That's me. Just like hanging around, waiting. I'm in cover, but I'm not hiding. I'm, I'm waiting. Like, who wants some? You ready to rock? I'm ready to rock. If you, if you want unsolicited advice, um, <laughs> two, two things I would change. Number one is gripping the wall from the top position like that is okay. If you grip it from the back, you're not going to get finger shot. And then if you move the gun back so it's parallel uh, with the wall, you're not going to give uh, away your position because so many people see you coming just by your rifle barrel or your gun barrel just being ahead of your line of sight when you're going past a wall. So if you can tuck the gun behind the wall, you can you know stay alive longer. Absolutely. But hiding is like one of the things about it that reflects a real battle is you see the audacity of someone just striding towards you with the confidence that they're they fear nothing it really counts for something and it's what makes them remember you so yeah i've been yelled at for like never really using perfect cover and not running in but i hate to admit that's kind of what i like i don't want you to know if you're fighting someone with a swagger but i i totally understand your your uh advice and I should listen to it. You're right. I should absolutely listen to your advice because it's good and it makes sense. You either use the cover or, or you don't. Like um, lots of times in games, I won't use cover. I'll, I'll just like, you know, walk towards the enemy. Hell um, yeah. But if there's cover, you know, use it correctly. I've always just get shot in the finger and it just ruins the game. Because um, if you I get taken out by like three headshots, you know, you know, there's... There's some glory in that. But when you just get nicked in the finger or it's a ricochet or something, it's not a cool yeah. way to die. So the, I understand. The I understand. It's a glorious. risk I take. It's a risk I take, but you are correct. When, when right. I'm actually fighting, that's when we start using real tactics. Anyway, carry on. Cool. Let's go into the last round now. This is full send. We have some uh, deeper questions that we can use to explore your airsoft journey so far. Go so for it, I feel you have no problem answering this question. But what is your greatest accomplishment so far? My greatest actual achievement that came down to real skill was getting two kills, not one, but taking out two people in a total darkness game with my contacts out. And to give you an idea, I can't read further than like six inches without my contacts. I had only like, for some reason, I, I forgot my glasses so I just went in there, no glasses, no lights, no lasers, no, no sights on my gun. I just had my high kappa and I saw movement in the dark and I went pop, 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 pop. And they're like, okay, you got us. And, and it wasn't a team uh, kill. No, it, I took out two enemies in total darkness, no lights on my gun, no, no sights delete. There's no sights on the top. I couldn't see a damn thing my eyesight i don't know if you have glasses anyone who understood has glasses will understand that prescription of well, negative your, your eyesight's six, pretty bad if you don't know if really i have glasses bad. or not so yeah it's, i, I it, understand it's re i it's really really bad with it. i'm wearing contacts right now without okay. my contact lenses i'm so nearsighted i can't read uh, the newspaper beyond about eight inches so i saw two blurs and i popped them both and i got them because uh, my my sensitivity to movement is so high and my reflexes are so good. I can acquire and shoot very, very, very quickly. Despite like, everything like else I predator. do wrong, like the predators, like whip, whip, pop, pop. And I got them. 
and uh, the other kids at that point like were you i got two i got two i got two full-grown adults and the other the other thing i'd say is you know i run around fighting akimbo and again no lights no lasers just two haters and i was walking out and this guy goes damn that was a good shot i'm like what you're talking about he goes you gave me this and he pointed to his forehead and he had a welt because i whipped out pop shot him in the head no sights, instant, instant target acquisition, and then diving back out. I, I will, I will pop out, acquire, and shoot, and then disappear. I don't aim. I, it's it, like it becomes freaking zen where I fired the the gun so many times, and I've been in so many matches with it. I know exactly that my my arm, my wrist, my finger are faster than my eye, and I shoot at movement so quickly that I don't even think about it. And that's how I do a Kimbo because I can cover two I'm directions. I'm surprised that you're not team killing the hell out of your team because without PID. Not like that. Nope, not like that. Not like that at all. And so like my my biggest, like I would say my greatest achievement is using a disadvantaged weapon and still rock the house with it. And I have my disadvantages. I'll admit to them up front. But if you fight me, you're not, you're not going to roll over me. You you actually have to bring your A game to take me out. I, I'm just curious about your team killing because like if... It doesn't happen often. Uh, the one time I was without glasses, I went. So I was like right near their spawn so that anything came out of it. You know, that's what it was. And um, I don't get a lot of... Te- I'm actually very, very good about not getting team kills uh, because I wear contacts. But that night, what made it special was... Again, total darkness, total blindness. Gun didn't have a laser, didn't have sights on the top. No iron sights either. Blind man, I call the, if I gave myself an Xbox trophy, I call it blind man's bluff. And I got two of them. So it wasn't a fluke. I was just that quick. I was just that dialed in. The shots were just that instinctive. Understand that was like that was my greatest like actual accomplishment other than walking in and being I can say my greatest achievement is always winning the fashion show and taking away the prize for the best guest but like best dressed but like for actual skill but you, you're also you awarding it. yourself that prize you asked me what it was now <laughs> if if your opinion is that my greatest achievement is that I'm the best braggart. I have to accept that you've been in it for 20 years. But if you ask me what my greatest achievement was down to skill, it's, it's shooting before I've even realized and hitting them anyway, no sights. No, I, my, my haters have rail indexers on the top that make the iron sights impossible to use. And I still don't even care. I just whip out snapshot and dodge back. Like, I can dot if you aim out and shoot, I can generally dodge out of the way before the BB gets there. Now, there's all kinds of other stuff I do wrong. If you want to talk about like what's worst, I don't pursue the objective. I don't care what the objective is. Ask me, I've had people go, what game mode is it in the middle of the game? I'm like, who gives a shit? I don't care. I'm fighting. I want to fight. I want to scrap. I want to, I want to shoot it out. If there's a if there's a capture point if there's a hard point if there's a a hill that to be king of or a flag capture i rarely 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 am the guy to get it i do not pursue the objective i could care less with the what the game mode is i am there to to test myself that's my disadvantage but my finest accomplishment reflex instinct 
and just dead reckoning with a gun I'd used over and over again. Just knew what knew exactly what his capabilities were. All right. How about we switch it up and something that you're quite embarrassed about? Tell me about okay. a time that you just screwed everything up. Okay, so there's two good ones for this. Um, there was one time where I bent down to pick something up and I ripped my pants completely open, front to back. Uh, I had to throw them uh, away. The, I uh, brought in Spanish weather woman. Uh huh. I I well, I had brought an extra pair and no one saw it, but that was kind of up there. But the biggest one was uh, that my I was there with a friend who'd never played before, and she had a great time. And it was you know she came back a bunch of times. She became really good. But when we were there, uh, they were saying, you know, they have bands and no bands to distinguish the teams. And I think we were no bands and I'm striding towards spawn. And I'm like, I've got my high cap and I'm ready to fucking rock and I'm getting all psyched up. And my friend's like, uh, Jay, uh, Jay, she's trying to tell me I'm walking towards the wrong spawn. And I walk into the other spawn and they look at me like, dude, bang bang and i'm like oh my god and my friend's like i tried to tell you but you were so in your own head that you weren't listening and then, so like i Wait, got so psyched before up. the game started no like i walked over there and the game hadn't even started yet and they were kind enough to go dude bang bang like come on genius you like it's it's rare that like sometimes you get like everyone starts walking towards spawn and you get a guy who starts walking towards the wrong spawn and they'll be like oh you you're he's like oh that's right i got team balanced but i walked all the way into spawn i walked in there with the rest of the team and the only one who did not know i was in the wrong spawn was me and i didn't realize it until someone's like hey idiot bang bang and that's that was probably my most embarrassing moment that oh, I that, that it, it jumps readily to mind. I had a friend with me and it was a girl. She'll never forget. She'll probably never let me go about it. Oh, dude, that's, yeah, that's no issue that that happens once a game. And the other one, like there is actually another one where my high cap for the longest time, like the guy who built it, I kept taking it back. He goes, what the fuck? It's cursed. We couldn't figure out how to keep it from jamming. And it just kept jamming in the field no matter what I did. I'd be out there and I'd step out. Oh, I'm going to rock you. Click. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Like, what's wrong with you this time? To give you an idea of what went wrong, I took it to a place and they tried test shooting it. And somehow it was launching BBs out the shell ejector. That doesn't and seem they, possible. They called everyone into the room. Like, how is this happening? Look what you... And it turns out what I had done was... What I didn't know was that you, if you have a green gas high kappa, you can't put a CO2 cartridge in it. Of course not. Why would you do that? I didn't know any better. The gun was blowing itself apart. And to get it to unfuck, they had to like, I had to leave it with them. And they figured out like part of it was the magazine and part of it was an aftermarket part I put in it. But I blew my own gun apart basically over and over. And it was my main. And I had to, and they, and I got the look like, what are you, an idiot? You put CO2 in your high cap? I'm like, yes, because I went to another store and the guy's like, hey, cowboy, try this mag with the CO2. It kicks like a mule. Yeah, but if you do and that, you need to did. put all the reinforcement parts in. 
I didn't know that. So I just kept just broke the gun over and over and over again and kept having it got all a whole bunch of parts that weren't red replaced with red ones. But it got me a look from the guy who built my gun. He's like, how stupid are you? And I'm like, uh, boundlessly, apparently seven, seven out of ten stupid. Yeah, my technical no, there's a, there's a scale. Yeah, my technical understanding of how these games work is miles behind where it should be. Like, I don't even remember what the brand of this revolver is. Or I think I'm pretty sure my my high cap is Tokyo Marui uh, TM, if you will, and which is why it doesn't like CO2 cartridges. But not knowing that, I bought it. I still have it. I had a CO2 cartridge, blew the bitch apart, didn't know any better. I couldn't tell you, like, how to clean my M4. I've never cleaned it. So like, I've, I know you're supposed to take that rod and put some paper towel in it, stick it down in there, but I have zero clue how to, how to service these guns. So I walk into the shop and they love me, but they also are like, oh, it's this idiot. <laughs> What'd you do now? And like, ah, yeah, I, I don't I know. Get, it, my gun it service, I, I don't bother it, doing it myself. I just take them to the gun store and say, Hey, fix all these. Like, yeah. So you're, if you're like me, you go, it won't pew pew anymore. Yeah, and that's yeah. So like, and I'll go year. I'll, I went months or years not knowing that I was blowing my own gun up just by putting that magazine in there. And that's probably like the, the most embarrassing. Like social. Like I'm probably known around. I'm I'm known around that shop as like being flashy, being nice, being honest, being you know earnest in my efforts, but also kind of like kind kind of a knucklehead. So like my technical knowledge is miles behind and I get so possessed that I'll just walk into enemy spawn psyched up for the game. They're like, Hey, jackass, <laughs> you're on that side. Boom. You're dead. That and having no awareness of what's really going on in the game. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, one of the last questions now, how do you want airsoft to change in the future? Well, all right. So what we want to do is look at the trajectory of it. The first time I ever bought, played an airsoft game, my girlfriend of the day just came home with these two airsoft guns. And one was, a, 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 I think it was an Uzi. And this wasn't to our standards today at all. This was back when they used clear plastic uh, we didn't have we didn't have any eye protection. We didn't know better. She gave me the spring shotgun, and she used the CO2 Uzi, and we just went in the yard and you know rocked it. So what seems to be happening is the technology for this, like a a lithium polymer battery, will power I don't know how electric guns fire so hard and achieve like 300 FPS, but the FPS is getting higher and crazier. And, and yeah. And so I like to think that we've gone as far as we can with that. And I'm sure that they'll go into that more, but what I kind of, what I kind of love about what the kids are doing is first, the new thing, the innovation I really like, one of them is tracers. That's so cool to me basically shooting those they have red tracers they're not nearly as good the green ones are cool i love what the kids are doing with them uh but i also really really blue tracers a little bit i might try them but i'm gonna wait till the red ones get better. i just i can't even freaking figure out how they got that to work 
Uh, and it always worked. It's super reliable. When I bought my AA12, uh, it was used. And who the psycho who had it before had a custom tracer 3D printed and Frankenstein on the front of it. Oh, it's hideous. It's so ugly, but it's... And the other thing, which leads into the other thing I love is, is 3D printing is getting so interesting and so cool. And the realm of what's possible just keeps expanding and expanding. And um, I'm, I, by the, by the numbers, I'm an old timer. Uh, I'm about to turn 40. I, I look young, but uh, I really am getting up there. And what I, what I, what I try never to do is look down on these kids and these newfangled things. Cause no, I really am here for it. Somebody sold me a tool that he designed and printed to hold the mat, the spring of your mag high Kappa magazine open while you, yeah, I, I've seen those for like five bucks. They're, they're interesting. Yeah, I don't leave home without it. It's genius. And then I find out that they're 3D printing new uh, revolver uh, bullets that hold five or six bullets in it. And um, if you've ever used a hater, they use disc mags and the red disc mags were limited edition. How am I going to get more? Uh, first I was scouring the internet ready to pay any price, but then I'm like, you know what? I bet if I went into one of these 3d printing stores with these kids and said, will you make me a Xerox copy of this thing? They'll probably go, no problem, grandpa. And I'll have as many of those things as I want. And so the two things that really have me the most excited, the three things are the three things, better batteries, because lithium polymer is a step up from lithium ion and which is a step up from nickel metal hydride, which, you know, if you look back in history, like there were back in the day, uh, it took 15 hours to charge a double a battery and for your remote controlled car, which you got to play with for half an hour. Now, you know, um, you get these batteries, lithium ion actually uses, I, I'm led to understand that they form these crystal form and deform. And it's, it, it goes bad eventually, but it's better for the environment. And lithium polymer lipo is, I don't even know what that is, but it's, you know, it's reliable. It lasts for a really long time. And so I'm really excited to see where battery technology brings the sport. I'm really, really interested in how these newfangled tracers work. I love that they have biodegradable BBs what, what now. And newfangled tracers for you. I don't understand that. Well, when I went in, I didn't know that tracers were a thing. And I didn't know, like I, the first time I ever saw a tracer, I found a silencer on the ground and I picked it up and these other players came out and, I, and they said, oh, we know who dropped that. That's a tracer. I'm like, is that what that is? And I'm seeing, you know, people shoot basically green lasers. It, you can't even see the flash inside of the tube. How does that work? And now I have one. No idea. I have a couple. No idea how it works. Love them. Doesn't work that well with red BBs, but it will. And now they've got biodegradable tracer BBs. Yeah. I love that. And the other thing I really, really love is this 3D printing business. I am totally down for anything that it can do. And the more durable and reliable and cheap it becomes, the more things become possible and the more creative we can be and the more reliable our stuff gets. And the other thing I'm kind of excited for is this Cerakote stuff. Oh, yeah, apparently, Cerakote. yeah, apparently if you can paint a car, you have 
the voodoo magic to perfectly paint an airsoft gun. And now they've got services. You can send your gun away and have it sent back to you painted absolutely perfectly, whatever color you want. Yeah, and I would assemble it and paint it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was in the paint business for a while. And what they can do is they can take any object, scan it, and then mix your paint that color. So I can walk in with my shoe and go, I want my gun to match my boots or whatever. And my favorite color on like, I say red, but really it's dark red, wine, red, dark burgundy, mellowed out red. And if you can get me that, it's more important to me than having the best part or the most reliable part or the most powerful part. Like, I am the only one you see looking like this. And if I can look, he more of the cut. So like, so the three pronged answer is I love the cosmetics and the 3D printing that's coming out. I like the idea of what the batteries can do. And I like how trade, how far tracers have come and how far they've yet to go. I know that that's not even, I, we haven't even seen the best yet. And I'm waiting for red tracers that look like that look like blood flying through the dark. I am so ready. So like foot traces, like they've been around for ages. Like I've been playing really? for 20 years, and this is <laughs> one of the ones. This is like one of the first ones, like the Marui one. This yeah. was like a monster to fit to your gun. And it has like all these different like attachments to attach it to your gun. Um, but this is what you everyone used to use back in the day. But now like the really good stuff is just like ace tech anything like the brighter range like brighter r will do yeah, i even range. got one you've got one of those yeah I, i've got one for my high kappa um if you see if you look in the picture with the where i'm standing by the wall mm. it's wrapped in a little bit of red tape but i'm like yeah shit give me one i love this i'm totally totally for it uh you know, it's, is it realistic? Maybe not, but it's so cool. It's like shooting green lasers. I, I really can't resist the rule of cool. If it's super awesome, but not very effective, I'll take it anyway. And I'm really, I'm really looking forward to, I kind of like the quality of BBs and I like the quality of, of tracers and I'm waiting for a reliable red tracer. And that's, and so like battery technology, tracer, uh, the use of tracers and the fact that they could just 3D print a tracer unit now, apparently from nothing. And then, you know, the 3D print that the, the possibilities of 3D printing and like it, it's just down to your imagination and being able to get someone to design it for you or learning the software yourself and you can make any object you want. Right. I love it. So 3D printing, tracer technology, and then battery capacity and reliability. Maybe they'll stop exploding soon. All right. Uh, here is a website you might like. So he, this is one of my friends' site in America. This is Blue Mag Airsoft. I think right. it's the only company in America that makes BBs because all the other BBs are just brought in from Taiwan. Okay. And I'll take uh, a screenshot of it. I can send you the link. But yeah, he makes uh his own babies and stuff like that and he's actually developing like some new type of babies so you have a new round he's oh, made wow. for a blackout round and so when you wear uh night vision is the only way you can see this bb oh, so, wow. so if that you fire so it off cool. at night time it's completely um invisible but then if you put on your nods you can actually then track the babies so it that gives is, you a giant a advantage when you're playing over night time 
That is exactly what it, the other thing, like the subtext that's technically not airsoft is I keep look like every, every couple of years I check to see if the price of night vision has gone down and it won't go. It's, it's so still cheap at the moment though. Like you've got really like three, oh, five yeah. grand. Oh no. You can get it for like $400 now. Mm, but like I hear that. Well, I'm, I'm waiting for it to more reliably come down to that, but that's the, that's the sub sub answer is like, I, I would love some night vision. Night vision is awesome, but to get good night vision takes like a lot of money. Well, and that's the other like, thing I'm waiting for. You don't need Gen 3 night vision. Uh, it, it's No, uh, but... <laughs> if you're playing indoors, Gen 1 night vision is fine. And digital night vision has just improved in quality so much in the last few years. Um, All right. And for Airsoft, it's fine. Uh, if you want to do full combat simulation, sure, get Gen, Gen 3 night vision, drop 3Gs on it, sure. Um, I've got Gen 1 night vision, and it's fine. Um, send, me what brand, send me what brand you bought, and send me, like, if you can send me that, I'll, I'll chat with you afterwards, and I, I, I would be very interested in that. Yeah, but That's the other thing I really like. But, you know, just finding night games and getting out to do night games is the whole thing. I just don't have time to do that now so i don't really have time to use them so i'm trying to find some night games so i have an excuse to use it another answer on the social level is i'm also seeing a backlash against a-hole players like oh that's good there yeah. yeah there was an arena that basically said we don't tolerate that and we already have a ban list and we haven't even opened and there were some jerks that i knew on that so that's the other thing i'd like to see is maybe the community react to the negative aspects of it. And finally, I see people actually kind of addressing them for real. And now that everyone has a social media platform to get on and say, this is what's bad about the sport. Can we please stop? And that's just, it's just the start of it. And I'm hoping that catches some momentum. Yeah, I, I agree. We, we want to represent the, the sport well. And like why I do that is like, I don't make uh, cheetah videos. I don't make wound videos. I don't make... Right videos that scare new players it's all about airsoft being cool and trying to represent uh the sport well and you know if someone's doing something bad don't give them attention uh right. because it doesn't benefit us all right and last... i also like to remind people not to crap on renters because don't we want them to come back and spend money and make the sport better but who what the hell right it, it's okay to you know farm renters uh, a little bit in the beginning but then you know after that go help them teach them how to play and stuff like that but yeah it's it's basically hazing right <laughs> all right last uh question of the podcast what are you working on at the moment anything in the pipeline you know um i'm not going to be in kentucky forever so i'm hoping to reunite with my team soon and resume our forward momentum on a personal level uh every couple of months i lie and say now i have enough revolvers but there's you know there's i can, i've already got i already think of a bunch of ones i really want uh i want to i i, I want to push the revolver game even further uh and and carve my niche out even more and let like let people know hey you know there's someone out here and if they're not changing the game, they're at least asking the question, what else can Airsoft be? How else can we have fun with it? And if you want to join me in that, you if you ever want to try Airsoft, you can be a Hollywood hit, like an honorary Hollywood hit squad member. 
for a day and we'll take care of you. And we want everyone, I, I would just want, I would just love to find a way to, to make it more inviting to new people. Nice. All right, man. So it's been really fun chatting with you for the last, what seems like three hours. <laughs> Almost this, three, I think two hours and 40. Yeah, this is the the longest podcast yet. So <laughs> thank you very <laughs> much. It. for Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Um, so just last thing, if there's anyone you want to shout out, uh, any brands you want to rep, any websites you want to um, tell people about, or just telling people how to uh, connect with you on SNS, the, uh, the mic is yours. If you're looking for something different, the Hollywood Hit Squad is a small, I mean, it's a small team because it's got a lot of associate members. Uh, the girl I talked about is now Detective Spacey, and she still plays here and there. But if you if you don't if you're not sure and you're looking for a way in and you're looking for a friend like what really really helps is having a friendly team to be on and to go hey you know if no one else has your back we do and we'll you, you can borrow my revolver I got extra guns I got extra this I got extra that I'll give you fashion tips like the first like the first thing is go to a thrift store get a three piece suit for thirty five U S dollars. Get it tailored for like less than 60. You'll look like a million bucks. You'll look like you belong there. You'll look different from everyone else. And I love that that's okay. And I want to see more of it. And if you want to see more of it, uh, we are um, Hollywood Hit Airsoft on Instagram. I myself, still a model, still a player, still um, a personality. I'll participate in anything if it's cool. At Uh-oh, The Red Menace. Um, patronize my buddy Defro Airsoft here. He's been super cool. He was awesome letting me on and he's been really cool with it running over time. And he's super nice. He's one of the, if you're, if you're really worried about, you know, oh, you know, I don't like how the community is. I don't either sometimes, but it's, he's one of the good ones and he's leading the pack in a lot of ways from over there in Osaka, Japan. And I recommend you patronize him more and guys like him and, you know, just don't, don't click likes on the guys that you can see are being douchebags and slowly their platform will diminish. And if you, if you really think you can, if you really, if you really think you're bad, I challenge you to grab an $89 eight gun and try to rock it with guys with an HPA. I've done it. And if I can do it, you can do it. And, um, I'm the Red Menace, and you've been watching Defro Airsoft's podcast. I thank him. I thank you. I hope to see him again. I hope to see you guys again. Uh, you haven't seen the last of me, and I hope I don't see the last of you. If you're new or you're a veteran and you want to make it better, I want to talk to you too. So thank you. All right, man. Well, thank everyone who's made it joining good. us today. Hopefully, I can uh, see you on the field one day and shoot you. For honor and BBs. <laughs> All right, man. Catch ya. See you out there. Ciao.